Well, it's uh, it's the podcast again. Sure Hello? is. Hi. Hi. Good grief. <laughs> Sorry. Uh. <laughs> Hi. Welcome to the podcast, Clash of the Typins, that you would think we know how to do by now. <laughs> Hello. There's Jenny. Remember Jenny? I hope I so. remember Jenny. Oh, I remember Jenny, what was too. the name of your funny blog? Uh, it was like, Little Sausages? You can't say that on the podcast. Well, you oh what? Gosh, you literally rem- asked me the question. You're supposed. What, what am you I supposed a- to say? Get a question like that. You're uh-huh. supposed to say, "Well, Ryan, I can't say it on the podcast." And then I oh. say, "Oh, thank you for censoring yourself." <laughs> I mean, I, I always Harrison, don't that. talk yet. I'm not. Don't worry. I, I would not talk <laughs> for the life. We have a guest. Hi. Yeah, we do. Hi, Harrison. This is Harrison. Hi, Jenny and Ryan. I'd I'd like to consider myself a frequent collaborator of Ryan Feeders, but I don't think that is accurate. I think uh, <laughs> I'm we, a sporadic. Sometimes, yeah, a sporadic yeah, yeah. collaborator. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sporadic. you know when I'm a, like when I'm available. A more frequent collaborator. Yeah, exactly, exactly. A flaky collaborator. Uh, that is a word I have used. <laughs> yeah, well, it's very accurate. I I love to overpromise, underdeliver. That's uh, kind of my mantra and something I live by. <laughs> and uh, Jenny, do you remember when you and I were first getting to know each other in like 2011? And oh my god! You gosh. still had that blog that we won't name. I did. <laughs> the filthy, filthy named blog that I cannot discuss. <laughs> On this podcast. And you remember how, like, as you got to know me, you were just furious at <laughs> how talented I was, considering yeah. how much younger than you I am? Yeah, that sounds right. Okay, so that's how you understand how I feel about Harrison. Uh, so I'm well, also, also, I'm I'm really good looking, and you forgot to tell Jenny. That. Oh, well, mm. that's that's true. The dude is. I mean, you're not seeing it correctly from his. You can't see it because it's an audio thing. podcast. But <laughs> I, I, anyone at home can imagine me, you know, looking however they want. And he's a, a I gotta, I gotta take this toothbrush away from the microphone. Um, <laughs> Why? What's it gonna do? It was tapping on the desk, making oh. noises. I'm trying to put together a good podcast for someone. Sorry. Why was it there in the first place? <laughs> I was using it to clean dirt off of a quartz crystal that I found on a hike. Ooh, but enough about me. That's cool. I wanted to point out that Harrison is also a very snazzy dresser. Oh my gosh. This is very flattering. And like makes shirts or stuff. Yeah, that's I'm, true. I'm putting spats on him in my mental image. I, I would. Yeah. I think yeah. that's part of the fun of being a graphic designer, especially in a corporate office, is you can really, like, wear whatever you want, and people will just assume uh. that, like, you know what you're doing. Oh, that's great. I, I feel fully confident I could, like, show up to work any given day in, like, like a vampire costume, and if I played it <laughs> off with a serious face, people would think that it was, like, Other a, people a, a fashion people would turn to each statement. other and go, uh, oh, crap, is it vampire costume day? It li- Should exactly. we have been wearing our vampire costumes? Oh, no. <laughs> it's just that kind of uh, vibe. 
And, you know, that might be the, like, third or fifth or eighth thing that we can despise about Harris and Jenny is how okay. confident he is. Oh, good. Well, I'm definitely Flaky. got a list going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, write that down. Uh, well, I, I do. Yes. Uh, I do want to say uh, I forgot that Ryan lives in Australia now. And... Oh. I do a really good Australian accent. I, I'll, I'll say American people think that I do a really good Australian accent and Australian people look at it with a derision. <laughs> okay, well, uh, I'm uh, semi-qualified. Yeah, you're kind of halfway there. So I, I imagine yeah, you yeah. would yeah. think that it would be like halfway good. Okay, let me give you the sentence that I need you to say in your accent. Okay. okay. I'm not going to let you. <laughs> yeah, this is fun. You, like, use your own anchor words uh-huh. to. <laughs> no, no, this so, is good. Challenge. Yeah, this is tricky. Here's the test sentence. Oh, no, Lisa. We're running out of forestry implements to <laughs> stop the burning forest fires. <laughs> Let me repeat that. <laughs> oh no, Lisa, we're running out of forestry implements to stop the burning forest fires. Okay, here it goes. Like, oh no, Lisa, we're we're running out of what was it? Forest. We're forestry running out of forest for, forestry implements to put out the forest fires. For, for, fires. The burning forest fires. The, bur- the, the burning forest fires. For, see, that was bad. That was bad. I shouldn't. Uh, you, Ryan, 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 edit this all out. Ryan, Ryan, edit this all out. I can't. I, I promise you, I'll edit it all out. Uh, but just for our own, just you know, our private feedback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I can tell that you actually know what you're doing based on your struggles. Thank you. Well, it's because like, I've I, I have for off and on for many years I've dated a man named Mark Wong who is Australian, and uh, I love to just say the things he says to me like back to him <laughs> in a bad Australian accent. And, and he's uh, never said to you, "Oh no, Lisa, we're running out of forestry." He's implements. never talked about forestry implements. <laughs> okay, but does he say, "Oh no"? Yeah, my favorite my okay. favorite anchor word for him is like Coily Minogue. Coily Minogue. Co- well, I Coily, love Coily Minogue. Coily Minogue. Coily Minogue. One of my favorites. Coily Minogue. Coily Minogue. Have you started watching um, Kath and Kim, Ryan? That's a famous Australian no. show. It's fun. it's fun. I don't watch Australian shows just because I'm in Australia. Oh, I would. Have you had a Lamington? I don't oh. think I have. Did have you had a Pavlova? <laughs> I'm <Pappies>? sure. <laughs> it's true that Australians will just find a way to put E at the end of anything to shorten it. Like they can't think of any other way to shorten things and they do it to everything in a way that <laughs> comes off as a joke. And to people's names, like boys' names, like Marky. It's crazy. You would oh. never you would never see that in America. Other I can think Marky of one Mark. person. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. Um, no, the way Australian people say, oh, no, really messes with my head. <laughs> uh, we revealed on a previous episode that I uh, moved to Australia and I, and I got married. But I want to retcon that because oh. I still I still want people listening to this podcast 
to ship me and Jenny. <laughs> okay. I think that's a great way for people to get really invested. How does your wife feel about that? I forget. I'm pretty sure I ran this past her at one point, but we've been doing this podcast for a long time. Yeah. I, well, I love this love oh. triangle idea. You can throw me in there too in some like exciting way. Yeah, it's definitely a quadrangle because I'm I'm getting married as soon as we can figure out the wedding plans. God, everybody's getting Just married these like days. So this is like probably. So the the <laughs> podcast wiki has to have like a Scott Pilgrim, like who's Ooh. kissed who chart. Oh. And that's what I want. I want the people listening, especially the teens listening to this podcast, <laughs> to be like, "Wow, X kissed Y, but I really want X to end up with W." I imagine in my imagination. You both have kissed every guest on this show at least one time. Yeah, I mean that's that's the ritual. <laughs> that's that's, that's how you finish it recording. off. Yeah, <laughs> a little kiss on the cheek. Um, segue. We want to play a game on the podcast sure. that Harrison has some experience with because Harrison helped me out with the Crocodracula games. Jenny, did you play the Crocodracula text adventures in the 90s? Uh, no, I missed those. I might have been a little old. I think you were. Did you see the Crocodracula show? I think my sister watched it. She's your ah, age. Ah, that's right. Um, and Harrison is too young. He has no idea what Crocodile well, is. Well, you know, I, I don't even know if I was yes. born yet. Not not to remind <sighs> you both of how old you are, but <sighs> it was mm, disgusting. Born. Uh, um, might have been if one you don't or know two. about Crocodile, like stop, pull over right now, mm-hmm. look up the Wikipedia article on Crocodile so that you have the background you need. Uh, do not continue listening to this podcast until you have Googled Crocodracula. Yeah, I don't care if you're taking a pregnant person to the hospital. <laughs> Although, if you're doing that, why you are you listening podcast? to this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> you're like, hey, do you, do you mind if I just put this on? There's a new episode and I haven't listened to it yet. <laughs> well, it helps me relax. <laughs> <laughs> or may- maybe this is someone's pregnancy playlist. Oh. Anyway, I have ported two of the Crocodracula games to Inform 7. And uh, Harrison has a really nice scanner. In addition to being an incredibly talented like graphic designer person who has done some really interesting projects with creating fake artifacts of like fake coins and brochures and like movie tickets and game boxes he also scanned these crocodile boxes yeah purely coincidental have. yeah purely coincidental like go to his website and what was the name of that project with the it was the fallen AI... fallen objects fallen Ooh, objects cool. plural because fallen object was uh taken by a poacher let me Boom. see is it still up there i think it is I think every but it was like oh uh oh I gotta re 
Uh, well, okay. I gotta I gotta pay for it to exist again before I. Uh, oh, okay. Before this After airs. The podcast, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the uh, the idea was like you you tell an a, like a language learning model to g- generate a description of something, and then you went in and m- made the thing as oh. like a. a png right yeah this was in this was in like the exciting glory days of collaborating with ai where it was like oh like the computer isn't good enough to do it itself like i can be there and help it and then like two years later the computer is like just kidding idiot now i'm doing your job well it was also collaborating with ai it was like this is gonna give me something cool to work with it wasn't this is going to do everything and I can just fall in the hole and die, I guess. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It was, it was a very fun uh, project. Uh, and you yeah. made a lot of cute things, but speaking of things you didn't make, mm. Crocodracula. Right. And I, during my volunteer work, I was investigating condemned to schools and I found this Crocodracula game, the first one. Crocodracula, the beginning, which still had most of the feelies, although some of them had been like marked up by whoever had the game before. And so I was able to port this game to Inform 7 so that it can be enjoyed by all the other people in world. I guess I should explain the reason I had to port it to Inform 7 is because Tailframe was really mean with copy protection mm. and like having the original file just on a public internet server is very dangerous. Oh. They're still litigious? No, I mean the file itself can, like, screw up your server, or I I don't really understand how it works, but I have not been brave enough to upload it, (laughs) and I can only really get it to run on an underclocked C64 anyway, so... But do you want to play this game, Crocodracula, the beginning, the tail frame game from, uh, oh, I guess this is from 1990. Sure. What do you mean, sure? You know, if you don't have anything better to play, <laughs> that's fine by me. I'd, I'd actually like to play Bronze by Emily Short, if you could beat that. <laughs> we played that already. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you, Harrison. I know. <laughs> I'm lo- I'm looking at all the Croco Dracula feelies and um, they're they're so they're good, good, right? Yeah. yeah. My- it's too bad that they're all like beat up and folded and there's stains on them. <laughs> yeah. Nice yeah. Yeah. So so the really uh, pristine versions. Someone at Tailframe put a very heavy texturing pass over these feelies that <laughs> you know, in in today's age of 2023, we might feel a certain way about but in the halcyon days it was done it was a uh, very avant-garde i think the order form is incredible well and th- th- you know from that order form that there is a bunch of other crocodracula games that i have yet to find yeah. and port. i hope you get a copy of i can manage a nuclear plant that was always the one that i wanted ryan to pour over the most I still have plans one day to do a, a fan recreation of Stella and Ella Paris. I love the idea of like cool. an interactive fiction game where it's like a dress up game, but all the clothes are just described. I think that's very funny. <laughs> that's actually awesome. Yeah. 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 
Well, boot okay, it up. I'll get started. Boot it I've up. I booted it up. Yeah, all right. You'll glance around to make sure you're alone. Zoe, you say quietly, can I talk to you about something? But Zoe doesn't seem to notice how serious you're being. Sure, she chirps. What's up? You look back and forth again across the schoolyard before you roll up your sleeve. See this, you say, showing Zoe your shoulder. She leans in to inspect, then leaps backwards. Yikes, you've got scales. You yank your sleeve down and shush your friend. I know I've got scales, you hiss. Do you know how you got them? No, what should I do? Zoe shrugs, grimacing. I'm no dermatologist, she says, but I think you'd better ask Miss Muriel. You take a deep breath. You heave a deep sigh. I was afraid you'd say that. Crocodracula, The Beginning, A Tale Frame Game, Inform Seven Port by Ryan Veter, Release 1, Serial Number 901120, Inform 7, seven Build 6M62, I6 over V6.34, Lib 6 twelfths N, SD. Get that 6 twelfths N out of the way, and yeah. there's more text to read. Buchanan High School. School is out for the day, but the doors remain open for various after-school activities. On the other end of the yard is a sign that says, Buchanan High, let's go Marlins, in big black letters. Your house is just a short walk to the east. Exits north, east, west, inside. Your trusty bicycle is chained to a nearby bike rack. Zoe is sitting on a bench near the door. Woohoo! Okay, well, don't all talk at once. <laughs> what do you think, Harrison? Should we talk to Zoe? <laughs> yeah, let's talk to her. Okay. Um, I type in talk to... How does this podcast work? Zoe. <laughs> hey, Becca, is your brother home? I think so, yeah. Is he practicing his guitar? Most of the time, yes. Do you think if we sit here really quietly, we'll be able to hear it? I'm going to let you test that theory yourself. This podcast okay, cool. is going to Remember... reveal very quickly how bad I am yeah. at text adventures, despite like playing a <laughs> lot for many, many years over very formative years of my life. I really struggle with You haven't that. had any other years of your life. <laughs> that, oh, be that as wow. it may. Be that as it may. I really uh, find it difficult to... Uh, get stuff done what did she say well i i had an idea that we weren't gonna finish this game on this podcast because i had an inkling that we would like yak for maybe 20 <laughs> minutes before we got started and continue to yak a bunch while trying to play the game yeah. and uh oh, we don't really need to finish it it's not like clash of the finishing games that's true i am so glad we didn't call it clash of the finishing games yeah, that would have been rough. Oh, uh, so much pressure. That sounds like a that's a rad title. <laughs> Clash of the Finishing, <laughs> finishing games. games. What are the finishing games? Are they like the Hunger Games? <laughs> it sounds like the Hunger school? Games. It, <laughs> <laughs> it does sound like a big like YA lit mashup. Yeah. Totally. Harry Potter adjacent. And uh, Monster High, mm -hmm. and they have to kill, hunt and kill each other. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds fun. 
So you remember from Crockett Dracula, the show, that mm-hmm. Zoe, Becca's best friend, mm-hmm. has a crush on Becca's brother, whose name might be Drew, or that might be the name <laughs> of the guy Becca has a crush on. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Definitely a cool guitar brother. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. I remember so- something life. about, like, picking up a pick from his, moving a dresser to get the pick. Is this mm. ringing any bells? Was that this game? I think it might have been the other game. Huh. Yeah. Or you might be thinking of Twin Peaks. That I've always thought that that is one of the scariest scenes in anything ever. Like that scene where she pushes the dresser and then Bob is behind the dresser and he chases right? her out of the house in broad daylight. Like very few oh things God. I think are like truly scary, but that is yeah. so freaky. There's some Twin Peaks DNA in Crocodracula. Hmm. Totally. They both take place in towns. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of another connection, but I'm kind of... The Towns is very good. It's kind of where I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's that whole it's not a one-to-one thing. Where uh, <laughs> yeah. Special Agent Dale Cooper turns into a Croco Dracula. <laughs> Ended too soon. There's a sheriff station in both. And a diner. Hey! Uh, hey! Diner. You're looking at the map, aren't you? I am. Ooh. I'm looking at the map. Looking at the beautiful map. Here's what I like about the Crocodile Dracula games. The map is never the same. Or it's like basically the same between games. But oh. it keeps on changing slightly depending on what needs to be in this game. <laughs> what is happening to Opasasa? It's not. No, it's not like a. Or I never interpreted it as a. The town is actually changing. It's oh. just like. We're going to represent the same basic space, but we're going to pick out different oh, details to make actually interactive. Sure. Sure. It's like if and, you took 20 different people living in your town and asked them, hey, name 10 things that are in this town, you'd get a different make list. Make 20 different maps. Yeah. Yeah. That would be really cool. Huh. Um, you can do that in any town. You can apply for a grant from the Department of whoever gives grants for stupid stuff like this and like get 20 people to draw maps of the town and then you hang them up in the town hall yeah that'd be fun that does sound fun (laughs) and you get a grant out of it so so far we've done one move in this game and it is talk to zoe what did zoe say she said she was talking about how she wants to be able to hear your brother playing his guitar. Oh, so we should go back to our house. Okay. Um, you're looking at the map. Which way is the house? We're at the school? Yeah. Uh, are we Draplin? Uh, Becca Drapkin. Okay, so then it's uh, East. Becca's house. Okay. Okay. A stucco wall. Wow. Did, did you see that? First puzzle solved. First puzzle yeah. solved. <laughs> Great job, Harrison. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> A stucco wall hems in the wilderness of trees and other plant life that surrounds the Drapkin residence. Exits west inside. 
your little sissy, si- your little sis, your little <laughs> You've sister been in Australia Lindsay. too long. <laughs> <laughs> your little sissy. Yeah. She's eating your a little- lamington and listening to <laughs> Kylie Minogue on the radio. <laughs> <clears throat> your little sister Lindsay ambles up to you. Ambles is in bold. The word ambles. Okay. Hey, Becca, want to see something? You shrug. I guess. She produces a shoebox from behind her back. Open it. Open it, she says in the little girl voice. You open it. Inside is a huge green beetle scuttling over a pile of leaves and twigs, wiggling its horrible little legs. You shriek and drop the box. <laughs> Lindsay giggles as she recollects the box in its lid, keeping the horrible creature in its cardboard prison. Scared you. You manage to stop yourself from stop yourself from strangling your sister. Why would you do that, you little monster? Because <laughs> it's funny, she explains through a gap-toothed smile. You take a deep breath. What a breathing in this game. I love that Ryan does the voices for the characters. Yeah. It, it's very charming. Honestly, it's weird that there's not breathing in more fictional. Because we're all doing it all the time. <laughs> Yeah, I Jenny. think I think in Jenny. more in more uh, text adventures you should have to write breathe every line. Breathe. Yeah, just every mm-hmm. When I said we wouldn't get through the whole game, I didn't mean that we would spend an hour in the first three moves. It's only been twenty eight minutes, nearly twenty nine minutes. And it's only been two moves. <laughs> yeah, a move a move every ten minutes is pretty good. Oh boy. Uh, did we have a plan for being in our house? We well, want to listen to our outside brother. Outside the house. Oh, oh, then we better let's go, in, go the in. Okay, inside. The walls of the living room are lined with dolls. Your mother is unsettling handiwork. <laughs> your bedroom is upstairs. Exits up outside. Your brother is sitting on the carpet, even though the couch is right there, strumming the same three chords over and over on his guitar. I want to examine the dolls. At least a dozen porcelain dolls are on display here, and there are more in the rest of the house. Your mom seems to find joy only in crafting more and more of them. Each doll has a hand-painted face staring eerily across the room. Each doll's hands are reaching out at nothing. Each doll has a name, most of which you have mercifully forgotten. Okay, Harrison, our mom is haunted. Yeah, she's. I I didn't realize that she was making the dolls. It's an interesting yeah. detail. Um, the world why is don't, why don't we talk? Is rich indeed. <laughs> why why don't we talk to our brother? Talk to brother. You can tell from his strumming that he's in a mood. Hey, Drew, what's wrong? He sighs. Hey, Becca, I can't find my guitar pick. Don't you have more than one? I mean my favorite pick, the one that Stevie Ray Vaughan tossed to me from the stage. He strums the saddest chord in the world. My other picks don't play the same. You put on a commiserating frown, but secretly you know exactly where that pick is. Harrison, what are you saying? (gasps) I was saying that when you said the pick, I shot out of my chair. If if this was a video (laughs) podcast, it would have been a great uh, scene. Let's let's go up to his room and move the dresser. (laughs) All right. Up. Up goes to Becca's room. Okay. His room is not accessible in this game. Oh, it's not? Then we'll see. never find that pick. Unless oh. she hid the pick in her own room. Yeah, behind her yeah. own dresser. Her 
own What dresser. a sinister thing to do. Okay. Your bedroom, your undisturbed refuge. Even when the whole world is out to get you, you can always run back to your room, where at last you can enjoy peace and quiet. I wish this game wasn't so wordy, considering <laughs> how much talking there is between moves. But you can still hear your brother playing the guitar downstairs. A small army of stuffed animals is carefully arranged at the head of your bed. Your viola is collecting dust on top of your dresser. <gasps> Behind the dresser is Frank Silva. <gasps> How about push dresser? Push dresser. Wait, push dresser. The dresser is fine right there. How, look behind dresser. dresser was Frank Silva. Dresser. Is that a guy? Sorry to uh, Yeah, that's Bob from Twin Peaks. That's who played Bob on Twin Peaks. Oh, that's terrifying. It was a little joke that I inserted okay. into the game. I forgot the name of the guy who played Bob. So I thought it was in the text adventure. Yeah, people famously can't tell. Whether it's me talking or the game. Famously. That's funny. Thank you. I was like, are we just going to leave that? And mess around with the rest of the room? Yeah. Is there there's we're, not we're, a guy? Move over, Frank. I need the pick. <laughs> ask uh, ask behind Frank. Behind dresser doesn't work. Ugh. Ask Frank about pick. Yeah, ask Frank about pick. Can we look under dresser? Can we maybe look just examine dresser? dresser? It's probably inside. You know what? Dresser. Let's try a look at dresser. Look yeah. at dresser. A fairly cute little dresser, if perhaps hmm. too small to meet the needs of a well-dressed high schooler. Mostly, it's stuffed with clothes, but sometimes you keep interesting items in the top drawer. <gasps> oh, open top let's, drawer. Yeah, let's crack that sucker open. Yeah. You open up the top drawer of your dresser. Inside are your diary. You're a letter from your pen pal and Drew's guitar pick. Oh, yeah. Love it. Let's take all. Can you take all in this take game? Take all. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure if that was in the original or if it's just Inform 7 gives you that for free. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, we took all those things. Love that. A lot of games don't let you take all anymore. And, and take all is a real balm to the soul of a bad text adventure player like me. <laughs> well, what what did we notice where Take All, it might have been when J-Mac was, yeah, when J-Mac was playing Little Match Girl 2 recently, mm. he got to the room escape part and he tried Take All and it, like, because that <laughs> room has so much stuff in it that it doesn't tell you about right away, he grabbed 15 <gasps> objects he had never heard of. Uh... Mm. Mm. Wow. If Rude. only there was a way to not have that happen i guess by disabling take all that's that's the or easy way out you could change not to go off on a tangent but you could modify the behavior of take all so that like objects are qualified for being included in all after the game has mentioned them yeah oh, yeah i like possibly eric Eve's epistemology extension would be good for that but i've never actually Ooh. messed with it oh well, uh, let's start looking at that. We'll figure it out by the end of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, oh, wait, there's something else going on. Do you guys give a care about the diary or the letter from your pen pal? Yeah, it's weird because yeah, yeah. this is my own diary and I should know what's in it, but I'm really curious to read it. Yeah, uh, I agree. narrative dissonance. Right. Okay, read diary. 
The pages of your diary are almost completely blank. Until very recently, nothing interesting had ever happened to you. The only <laughs> entry is from September, and it just says that sophomore year is shaping up to be just like freshman year. Wow. Let's look at that postcard, so, which I think is the same one in our feelings. From... Yeah. No, I don't think no? so. Oh, no? No, because that's to somebody from Opasasa. Oh, you're yeah. so right. So this is a letter from Kasomiang Kwena, your friend in, your pen pal in Botswana. Everyone in Miss Lipton's class was assigned an international pen pal at the beginning of the semester. In tiny and precise handwriting covering a full page front and back, Gosimang describes his life in Mole Polele, Mole Polole, and how his father's standing in the community is dependent upon the status of his cattle. You should really get around to writing back to him, but later. Now, the feelies that include a postcard sent by Becca to Kmosimang. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Do you think... And I don't remember this from the show. Do you think uh, you could actually send a postcard internationally for one 25-cent USA stamp? Or do you think that that was an oversight by the creators of the feelies? It may have been a joke by the people making the feelies. <laughs> That's like, a good... What if I it like was that. just a 25-cent stamp? <laughs> I'm looking at the feelies now, though, but that's a really cute stamp. Why is yes, the stamp yeah, so cute? I know. Someone really popped off when they were making it. Also, I, there's too some... Too bad there's yeah. the, the, like, the, what do you call it? The, the registration stamp on top of the, cancellation. Yeah, the cancellation mm-hmm. stamp on top. Of, so you can't, like, it would be fun to have that the image from that stamp by itself to use in, I don't know, making a real stamp or something. I agree. I, someone should put it on their website. I love I love the beautiful 80s postcard uh, surrounding art and then the fact that the picture they got to represent Opasasa is just like a close-up of the water tower saying Opasasa. Well, okay, this has always rankled me. The water tower on the show does not look like that. Okay? Oh, really? No, the water tower is like a big white water tower. Huh. Yeah, at the time, so, at the time, I think yeah. whoever made this water tower didn't have uh, the skill set. Had not seen the show. Yeah, the mm. skill set around, say, oh, this... modeling that perhaps they have now mm. at this day and age, where you know the water. Tower... Oh, because like now you have Blender and stuff that lets you make that kind of stuff. Yeah, Whereas exactly. No, with, I agree. It should have been like ninety a... when they made this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It should have been a like a Midwest style water tower. I agree. Which is interesting because it takes place in Florida. I think they have the same kind of water towers in Florida. I I think because I grew up in the Midwest, I just consider it a Midwest style water tower. All right. All right. Huh. I've never thought about what type of water towers they have places before right now. (laughs) What do they have down under, Ryan? (laughs) I have not. They are. There are. I at least where I am right now. No water towers. Wow. Do they have to have modify Have I seen any water towers? Do they have to modify the water towers for the Coriolis effect? Yes, they are <laughs> underground. They're backwards. Ooh. They are water pits. <laughs> <laughs> Going down the they're water just, pit. <laughs> they're just rotated 180 degrees. Uh, no, that's, that's messed up. Why are there no... Are there water towers that I just haven't been noticing? Because who cares when you see a water tower? Yeah, no, maybe. There aren't any. Or are there no water towers in Australia? 
we have to get off. We, we're getting yeah, way we too far. To, uh... We're focusing on the letter to our pen pal in Botswana. Actually, this is not an important part of the game. This is just flavor. Let's just fill up. Let's give the pick to our brother. How does that sound? Let's go downstairs. Give pick to brother. Hey, Drew, I found your guitar pick. Drew stops strumming. It's as if he's woken out of a dream. Ooh. Yeah, where was it? You toss it to him. It was in my room for some reason. Weird. Well, thanks. He starts to pick out a melody to match the chords he'd been strumming for the past several hours. Uh, Drew? Yeah? He doesn't stop playing. Could I maybe borrow that baseball cap? What? Sure. He hands it over, eager to focus on his music. So he got the baseball cap. Okay. Was that something we that we no were idea. looking for? <laughs> yeah, why we wanted a baseball cap, but we have one now. Oh, I can think of a reason why you would want the baseball cap. I mean, I have, I know this game intimately from porting it. So Are the, the scales spreading see... to our scalp? I think that you want this because your friend has a big crush uh -oh. on Drew. Oh, and she wants I to don't like, know... smell his hat? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, that it, like that sounds really creepy to people like Harrison, you know these Zoomers. But you understand that in the '90s, the mm -hmm. idea of wow, I have a crush on this person, so I want to smell their sweat on something that they were wearing earlier. Mm -hmm. That was just a basic baseline comedy idea. Yeah, yeah. That was all over kids' entertainment. It was a more so primitive time. <laughs> can we, Ryan? Can we smell baseball cap? That's everything smells damp. I mm. think that is the response to smell anything. It's Florida. You're in Florida. Yeah, just by nature of being yeah. in Florida. <laughs> I imagine his hat would smell damp too, but just in a oh, kind of yeah. sweaty. Uh, <laughs> Let's give it to our friend, whatever her name is. Let's. Here you go, Zoe. Uh, Rachel. Damp hat. Zoe. <laughs> West, go back to Zoe, give hat to Zoe. A lot of text. Hey, Zoe, I've got something for you. Zoe snaps out of her reverie. Is that Drew's hat? Well, he didn't need it, and I thought you might like it. She utters a tiny gasp of a tiny gasp as she accepts the gift. She presses it to her chest. Then she looks at you, frowning. I'm not being weird, am I? You don't roll your eyes. <laughs> no, no, it's just a hat. Right, it's just a hat. It happens to be a hat that Drew used to have, and now it belongs to me. She puts on the hat, pulling her ponytail out the back. See, it keeps the sun out of my eyes. Nothing's weird. You uh -huh. say, great. Do you have our chemistry assignment? That's what we were after all along. It's a chemistry uh -huh. assignment. Apparently. Of course I do. She pulls it out of her bag and hands it to you. Could you turn it in for us? I'd be happy to. Let's look at that chemistry assignment. X. Yeah. Assignment. A ten page report. Sorry. About a ten page report about carbon bonds. You mm. stayed up until two AM writing your part, and now you never want to see another carbon bond for the rest of your life. You just hope <laughs> Zoe put anywhere near as much effort into her half. Okay. I got bad news for you. There's carbon bonds all over the place. That might that might be the joke. It's hard to say. Yeah, I think it probably is the joke. Okay. It helps if I explain that. It makes a joke um, funnier if, to explain it. Yeah, it's a cool thing you can do. Well, with especially jokes. if there are people in the audience who are <laughs> dumb. That's true. But 
I don't think dumb people listen to this. No, this podcast. is notoriously no. a podcast for idiots. Yeah. Oh, I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if you, as a fan of the show, I, I regret to inform you that it's pretty well well regarded by idiots and dummies. And cool cool kids, apparently. <laughs> yeah, and Zoomers. I mean, that, that falls well into the Venn diagram of idiots and dummies, I think. I can't say anything as an elder millennial. I think we should turn in our assignment. I guess. Do we go inside school? Go in school? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Between classes, this intersection is the busiest place in the school. Right now, the only people here are you and Jocelyn. You notice that the way downstairs has been left open by a careless custodian. (gasps) Exits. East, west, down, outside. Jocelyn is hanging over the school's hanging over the school's trophy case, oblivious to the outside <laughs> world. She's hanging over like is it I guess it's she's a short the vampire. Case. I guess. That's weird. <laughs> she's dangling like I've never a bat. St- it must yeah. be a pretty sucky school if the trophy case is that short. Yeah. I think she's hanging upside down, like grandpa from the money. <laughs> <laughs> well, we like we a need to go Dracula of sorts. Into that basement just because we can, but let's yeah, yeah I agree. First. Oh, un- undo, undo. Okay. Uh, you want to talk to Jocelyn? Talk yeah. to Jocelyn. What's that ball thing you at? <laughs> 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 Apparently there's a ball thing. What's that ball thing you ask? Trying not to sound too interested. Jocelyn looks up from the trophy case and smirks. You've fallen into her trap. Oh no! It's my science project. A star ball for a home planetarium. She turns a switch, and hundreds of tiny white lights appear across the surface of the sphere. An entire night sky is projected over the walls and ceiling. The effect is gorgeous and infuriating. You are speechless. I got an A on it, so now I'm taking it home to show off to my parents. But she isn't heading home. After she deactivates the star ball, she turns back to the trophy case. What is Jocelyn's character? Is she just like the the know-it-all? The annoying know-it-all? I think she's a rival for the affections of the older boy that mm. Becky Becca also likes. Oh, okay. We hate so her. So I think she's like, yeah, we hate her. She's kind of the, uh, she's like the cooler, richer girl. Mm. Is the, the what type. is her obsession with this short trophy case? Let's look at the trophy case and see if it right. yields any Yeah, clues. let's do it. <laughs> I keep thinking about her like hanging over the trophy. <laughs> We're past it, Harry. We have more game to do. I'm sorry, I'm more sorry. Distractions. I'm sorry. A glass case comm- comm- a glass case commemorating Buchanan High School's greatest achievements. There are trophies and plaques recognizing a mediocre football team, a mediocre chess club, and a better than average marching band. Jocelyn okay. is staring at a photo of the marching band, and you know why. It's because Kyle is standing in the back row with his sousaphone wrapped around his broad <laughs> shoulders. Hold up. We have a crush on a sousaphone player? I know. That's a, that's how you can tell that this game was written by a, by a straight man. <laughs> because no, no, <laughs> no male attracted person is into a sousaphone player. Now, let's not blame it on the person who wrote the game, okay? Because if it's just canon in Crocodracula lore that Kyle plays the sousaphone, That's then true. That's the true. tail frame has a responsibility to reflect that accurately. 
Although I don't think that Becca had a sister on the show. Uh, that was written in like Buffy. Funding the show, like 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 somebody sends out the character Bible, and then whoever's paying for it is like, does he have to play the sousaphone? Can he not play something cheaper? <laughs> well, you already got one guy playing the guitar, so like, yeah. you don't have many options left for instruments. How about a sexy Who theremin your... player? Ooh. Who was your musical crush in high school? Mine was a saxophonist. I think mine was like a trumpetist. Uh, a trumpeter. Okay. Fair, fair. You know, I think I had a crush on a violinist and I had a crush on a guitarist. Okay. All right. Strings and horns represent. My main crush was on a <laughs> gymnast, though. Uh, Whoa. Yeah, my saxophonist playing the crush. musical instrument of her body. <laughs> wow, that is too sexy for this podcast. <laughs> I know. Don't yourself. <laughs> I know. I can't. I can't wait. I can't wait for for Ryan's legally wedded wife to listen to this podcast. You think my wife listens to this podcast? Hi, Emily. Oh. I got bad news. Um. Yeah, my my saxophonist crush was in a ska band. This is this will tell you exactly how old I am. <laughs> they played a ska show down at the Cosmic Cup Cyber Cafe, which was our local internet cafe that sold um, drinks that were supposed no. to do shit to your brain. Oh, oh, I swore. <laughs> I this said a sounds swear. Extremely fake. That's incredible. It was nineteen ninety seven. The yeah, Cosmic Cup Cyber Cafe. Cosmic Cup I'm Cyber so sure. Cafe. It's real. It was not open for very long because people figured out you could just have the internet in your house. <laughs> that is so wild. Yeah, right? I know. This is my party trick where I shock the youths by just describing my life. I was busy learning how to like eat solid food in my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> how to lay on my stomach. Tummy time. <laughs> Can we? I want to take the ball from her. Can we ask her for the take ball? Take ball. Should I ask for ball? No, I, I think you should try to ask. take. I think it's going to be like okay. she doesn't want to give it. To take me. ball. That seems to belong to Jocelyn. Yeah. yeah. How about ask Jocelyn? I can imagine you trying tugging tugging it from her and jostling her as Ooh. she struggles. Yeah, I would love. To, I would. Oh, ask Jocelyn for ball. Jocelyn has better things to do. <sighs> this is some default. Like leer over the trophy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. To be fair, it was the 90s. Nobody had figured out you could just have a picture of your crush in your house. I guess it was actually harder. Like you would have to get somebody yeah. to make you a film copy of a picture of your also, crush. Also, you're describing something way creepier than just admiring a photo. <laughs> It's in public. Well, you would you could have your yearbook and you could draw a heart over the head. I feel like that's kind of like yes, that's yeah. allowed. I don't yeah. know what Jocelyn is doing standing here instead of looking at her yearbook. And you but can cross out it, the head of people you don't like. I think that's a fun yearbook. Okay, tell us the whole thing, Harrison. No, I th that's it. Those <laughs> what else did you do with your yearbook? I didn't do this because I was by this time we had like Facebook. We had right. Instagram. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was. The, I was in the generation where, uh, like, Facebook had just become popular enough that 
a yearbook was completely outmoded. And so we did have yearbooks, but they just collect dust. Yeah, that's and the function like, of even my if yearbook. I want to. Yeah. Wow. But you but you have yearbooks. I feel like uh schools should maybe stop having those. Cuz you could use that paper for cooler stuff. What would you prefer instead? Uh comics. I, I Ooh, what about comics where everybody in the high school it's like a like a like a fun adventure story? And that's yeah, and every every single person in the graduating class gets to have some sort of role. It's like a Kickstarter yeah. thing where yeah, you have to find rules for hundreds and hundreds of people. Yeah, and everybody's like, oh, I cannot follow this. This is like a George R. R. Martin story. They keep introducing new characters, and I am lost. It's like Lost. Yes. <laughs> okay, your book idea. You're all on an island. I've that's given it. up on wanting to play the game. <laughs> Oh, no, we're I'm playing so the sorry, game. Ryan. Let's go to the basement. Let's go All to right. the basement. Okay, yeah, let's check out this basement. Down. Mechanical humming fills the tiny room at the bottom of the stairs. The walls and floor are bare concrete. A single fluorescent light sputters overhead. Exits are west and up. And then it says a heavy steel door <gasps> stands to the west. Examine door. There's a small window set in the door, but you can't see anything on the other side. That's spooky. Can we open the door? It's going to be door. locked. You pull on the handle. The door is locked. Ah. Something squeaks on the other side. Or was that someone's voice? Oh. You tilt your head. But all you hear is the light flickering, Twin Peaks, and distant machines buzzing. We can only go out, right? This is it? Uh, I guess, yeah. Up. To, to the where you were before yeah okay maybe we'll find some keys or a crowbar or something later yeah yeah so the other exits from the hallway are east and west okay uh, is miss muriel or whoever we were recommended to talk to about our scales like a school nurse uh miss muriel is well you should know from the show that she's the witch Oh, okay. But this is, the, I'm sorry, this is before, because this is like the origin story. This is before okay. we know that Miss Muriel is a we witch. We don't know she's a witch yet. Right. Okay. But presumably the person playing the game would know. Mm-hmm. Like, can you imagine picking up Crocodracula, the computer game, saying, well, I've heard that the TV show is good, so I guess I'll try out this <laughs> text adventure. I feel like I've done stuff like that, but I can't think of any examples. Is she a teacher, Miss Muriel, or is she just a no, witch? No, she is trade? a like she's like a like lady in a jean jacket who lives out on the edge of town. She's an independent contractor witch. I don't Full know what time. she does for a living. Yeah, who are we turning in our chemistry sheet to? Somebody here. Um, someone in a room either to the west or to the All east. All right, let's go east. East, Miss Lipton's classroom. Miss Lipton is sitting at her desk wearing headphones attached to a small tape player. Her brow is furrowed. Behind her, the homework for the weekend is written on the blackboard. Calvin, the glass guinea pig, lives in a cage near the window. Did I say the glass guinea yes. pig? Never mind. <laughs> Exits west. A large brass key. Large brass Ooh, key. Large brass key. 
That's ours. Looks out of place on Miss Lipton's desk. Should we yeah. just take the key? Shall Is it like a us? like a skeleton key from a castle that's going to unlock this door to the utility tunnels of the school <laughs> in the nineties? Probably. Uh, take key. As you reach for the key, Miss Lipton removes her headphones. Please leave that alone, Becca. It belongs to the janitor. I'm just holding on to it until he gets back. You'd like to know why Miss Lipton has the janitor's key in the first place, but she puts her headphones back on before you can ask. Yeah. I want to know what, what she's listening to. What is their relationship? Ooh, yeah. Um, let's look at the tape player. Look yeah. At tape. Tape player. An inexpensive pocket-sized cassette player. That doesn't help that at all. That doesn't help. Yeah. Can we? I'll talk to Miss Lipton. Miss Lipton removes her headphones and presses the pause button on her cassette player. Hi, Becca. Is there something I can help you with? No, no, you say. You don't want Miss Lipton to get involved with the stuff that's going on in your life. I was just wondering what you were <laughs> listening to. She puckers her lips. Relaxation tape, she says. <gasps> but it's not working. Ocean waves, rainforests, nothing I listen to works. I just end up thinking about how stressed I am. Sorry about that. Well, Becca, Thanks, I'm listening Becca. to Dianetics by L. Ron Hubbard. And it's ah, could be. We were, no, we were talking about Scientology before we started recording. We were. Okay, so that's not a callback. That's just oh, sorry. a fresh joke. <laughs> it's a fresh joke okay. by her. Um, I guess she we'll puts her headphones back on. Get her something more relaxing to listen to. And then she'll just give us the random janitor's key. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks She's... for relaxing me. Have a key. Yeah. She's going to be so relaxed she falls asleep. And then we just take oh, the key. Oh, and then we oh, take yeah. the key. You're so smart. I think that's going to... Let's go uh, west twice and give okay. our mystery teacher. I'm so excited Mr. to turn Sarducci's in my assignment. classroom. Yeah, well, like, we have to to move on with the game that we've mm. been playing for... Yeah. <laughs> I hope you're having fun, listeners. Um, the chemistry room contains two long rows of lab tables, wiped clean after each experiment under Mr. Sarducci's unsparing supervision. Exits east. Mr. Sarducci leans over his desk, drumming his fingers impatiently on the Formica countertop. Twin Peaks. Let's give Scaramucci. Give Scaramucci. No. What's Sarducci. his name? Sarducci. Sarducci. Mr. Sarducci. The assignment. I forgot what it was. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Here's our assignment, Mr. Sarducci. Ah, at long last, he says, plucking the papers from your hand. He glances over your work. His nostrils flare slightly. I anticipate that grading this piece of scholarship will be a very, shall we say, memorable experience, he mutters, <laughs> yeah. and he sticks it in a drawer. Now, now, don't be impatient, he goes on, although you haven't said anything. I well remember what promises I was forced to make to compel you to fulfill your academic duty. Ooh. Here you are. He tosses your bike key across the desk yeah. and you manage to catch it. Now I feel can... like if we had examined the bike at the very beginning, it would have said, oh. Mr. Sarducci has the key to your bike, but he won't give it to you until you turn <laughs> in the assignment that Zoe has. But Zoe is distracted by what a crush she has on your brother. Oh. Who's guitar pick you stole and put in the top dresser drawer but we were like let's just chat instead of examining this bicycle yeah yeah that's that's the magic of video games yeah that's what people come to a podcast for do you imagine him to be a very snape like character that Um, seems to be how he possibly he seems he predates snape of course yeah you well you remember uh, him from the show that's why i'm asking do you remember who played him well 
Was it the same guy who played Father Guido Sarducci? Was it just like a meta joke? Because <laughs> oh. who played Guido Sarducci? Uh, who is Guido Sarducci? Oh, Father Guido Sarducci is a character from SNL mm. created by Don Novello. Mm-hmm. And like he's in a big costume. You'll see when you look it up. But like underneath that costume, Don Novello just looks like Don Novello. So what if he in like a lab coat or whatever appears <laughs> on Crocodracula as Mr. Sarducci yeah. and you just have to be, you know, it's a joke for the the parents, the parents who are watching yeah. the show yeah. with their kid. Ah, uh, because he's Father Guido Sarducci on SNL. Yeah, that's I, that's yeah, my headcanon now. Yeah, <laughs> your headcanon of the Crocodracula cast, yes. just who you think was because I never watched it, <laughs> and it's I I haven't been able to find it on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, well, speaking of, I haven't been able to find it anywhere. Just it, just Google it. Use Google. Okay. Oh, I haven't checked the Internet Archive. It might be on the Internet Archive. <laughs> I haven't checked the Internet. <laughs> it might be on there. So I'm going to uh, go out of the room and All go right. out of the yeah. castle. Let's get our bike. And now we have our my bicycle. bicycle is chained to a nearby bike rack. I'm going to unlock bicycle. So now we can go faster without any random Pokemon encounters. <laughs> oh. <gasps> At long last, you release your bicycle from its manacles. Manacles is in bold. <laughs> then you decide not to worry about bike chains and bike keys for a while. This is a meta joke that's like the bike chain and the bike key are just going to disappear from the game now. I think we should go to the sheriff station because I remember something okay. about these bolded words being in a crossword uh, or something. It's ringing so, any bells. I try to go west, and it says, Miss Muriel's house is too far to reach on foot. First things first, you need to liberate your bicycle. Well, I already did well, we that, did. so I guess I'm going to get on bicycle. Get on bicycle. Uh, it's more like the airship, apparently. Like, you cannot get outside of the opening area of the game without your bike. wild. Um, you zoom down the road and begin your trek to Miss Muriel's. I'm going west because I know that the sheriff's station is west from here. Yeah, that's fine. Um, uh, Eddie Lee's, this is the water's edge. Eddie Lee's dad's airboat rental business is situated right here at the edge of the Opasasa Swamp. A gravel path connects the building to the dock. The front door is guarded by a motionless plaster alligator. Ooh. <gasps> uh, but we'll go west again because, oh, the sheriff's station isn't here. How do I get to the sheriff's station? I think north. And then north. west I again? can't go north. Uh, well, where I, are you I'm at, at now? I'm at Ash Street. I, oh, okay. From the water set. Okay, back east, north, west, outside the sheriff's station, there on the go. bicycle. Stout concrete columns flank the station's entrance. Remember the brutalist sheriff's station? Yes. It's the meanest looking place. Sheriff Dillard's squad car is parked outside. And if this were a deadly premonition, we could look at the <laughs> license plate of the squad car. Uh, get off bike. What does it say? Look at. I'm gonna look at the license plate and see if yeah. it says who the murderer is. At squad car. If this was deadly premonition, no one would complain about us chatting. <laughs> <laughs> you 
have a point. <laughs> you have a point. The car is painted in a bluish gray that would fade into the cloudy sky if it weren't for the intimidating rack of lights on top. Ooh. Good grief. On the side is a white lion, the emblem of the police department. The license plate says D-L-L-A-R-D. Okay. Kind of pointing out the joke that his name Dillard, Dillard. is similar to Dullard. Dullard, yeah. Good, good job. <laughs> good job, writer. Well, let's go inside. Uh, in. Let's speak to a the portrait Dullard. of the president smiles at you welcomingly from across the lobby above a carefully organized bulletin board. It doesn't feel like you're standing in the nerve center of Opasasa law enforcement. Most rooms back at the high school are more intimidating than this. There's even wall-to-wall carpeting in here. Sheriff Dillard is sitting uneasily in his easy chair. That's fun. Twiddling his thumbs in minor agitation. Well, we need to examine the picture of the president. Look at president. President George Bush is delivering the same smile you see at school every day. Don't you worry, Becca, he seems to say. Everything's going to be fine. That's my George Bush senior impression. (laughs) So are we gathering from this that Becca likes the president? Um, I, I think that just might be like the description you get out of like trying to describe the presidential portrait Mm. is that he's trying to give you that kind of smile. You think she- I don't know what the politics of this. Yeah, show what's the are. politics? Of- yeah. Well, it's set in Florida, so it's set in Florida. I always thought it was weird that Becca Drapkin had such a Jewish name, but she's such an Aryan-looking young lady. Like the casting office wasn't able to figure out that oh, yeah. she's. Um. Yeah. So the thing about George Bush is if yeah. you're if you're. <laughs> 10 and george bush is president you don't necessarily think about politics he's just like a man who is the president sure he's sure probably fine <laughs> like he's some guy yeah. uh no it, it would take uh, it takes a non-trivial amount of effort mm-hmm. to tell him apart from the next guy or the guy after that mm-hmm. the guy after that it's easier to tell the difference yeah yeah you're like, oh, presidents actually do things and are different from each other. I'm Boy, there sure have been a them. lot of presidents. <laughs> there really have. <laughs> Let's name them all right. in order. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Should we talk to the sheriff? Yeah, let's do it. To sheriff. Although, like, I said I didn't understand the um, politics of this show, but... We can infer something from mentioning the portrait of the president in this location where Sheriff Dillard is. Mm. Okay. Mm. Even oh, though yeah. it says that the, the portrait is in the school, it doesn't point mm-hmm. out that portrait in any of the school locations. So the writing connects George mm. Bush with Sheriff Dillard in okay. a way that doesn't reflect well on George Bush. So talk to Sheriff. <laughs> hey, Sheriff, what's wrong? Oh, nothing's wrong, Becca. I just wish I had something to do. Don't you usually do a crossword puzzle when you're waiting for police work? Yeah, but I did today's crossword. I did every crossword in every paper published in this town going back five or six months. I solved them all. I am fresh out of puzzles. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that, you say, although you kind of wish you were in his shoes. 
because <laughs> you don't want to have because you have puzzles in your life of <laughs> problems. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we need to find. I, I seem to remember like a long trading sequence in this game that I enjoyed. Yeah. And I played it. I hope you enjoyed the long trading sequence. I like a long trading sequence. It's the whole game. Yeah, I like a <laughs> I like a trading sequence. I think it's satisfying. Um have we ever talked about Link's Awakening? I was just thinking that's the trading sequence I was thinking of. That's the I was thinking of the one from uh, Ocarina. That was Oh. Remember the Goron one? Like and you have to run across the field. Yeah, there's a lot of time limits in yeah, that one. That's bad. It's I like they like... were really excited about how the sun was moving in this game, and they're like, we're gonna make you feel the passage of time by making you run up and down everything on to do this trading sequence. I just don't think the items in that trading sequence are as compelling as the ones in Link's Awakening, no. where it's like you have the broom and the, the fish hook, food. and they feel like these <laughs> these really <laughs> elemental like Compare that to what is one of them? The eyeball frog? Not as cool. Uh, yeah. Like the Link's Awakening trading sequence items should be the major arcana for a new tarot deck. Yes, yes, mm. yes, yes. <laughs> well. Are you joking? You're giggling, no. Jenny, like you think that's a joke idea. No, that's I'm completely brilliant. serious. Okay, thank you. Good. I just giggle. Good. We're on lot. the same page. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Let's go north from here to the trailer park. Thoughts on that? Thoughts on that? Uh, up to the... Oh, wait. How do I get to the trailer park? North? I went straight north, and now I'm at the thrift store, and I can't go any further north. Oh, let's do that. Okay, I'm at the thrift store. A mannequin in a threadbare dress looks down haughtily from its yellowed window, its arms crossed. The front store... The front door is propped open with a brick. Let's take that brick. I feel like you have take to brick. It, it sounds like a puzzle item. You don't need a brick as much as this thrift store apparently does. Huh. Oh, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> Can we go inside the thrift store? In the thrift store. From outside, the window made everything in here look yellow. Inside, the fluorescent lights cast everything in a cadaverous, bold text, blue white. Long shelves are filled with capacity, filled to capacity with junk. A dented cabinet is displayed near the counter. Behind the counter sits Hazel, loudly chewing a huge wad of gum. Yeah, love her. Yeah. But purely by merit of her loudly chewing a huge wad of gum. (laughs) Well, you don't know anything else about her. Let's talk to her. I know she Talk could say something me. really offensive right now, and then it'll look. And really now you're bad like, oh, I, 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 then I have to apologize on Twitter before this podcast airs. <laughs> Hi, Hazel. There's a lot of drama associated with what comes out of my mouth next. She says, "Hey, Becca, you looking for anything in particular?" Person is wiping his brow. Waiting for the next <laughs> totally. Shoe to f- f- fall. <laughs> shoe to fall. You wait for shoes to fall, right? Sure. Whatever. Um, oh, no, just browsing you, say. Hazel responds by popping her gum loudly. I think you're safe. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Can we examine this cabinet? Uh, look at cabinet. Oh, there's a lot of text. Well, 
Hazel notices your gaze and steps between you and the cabinet. I'm going to tell you a secret, Becky. This cabinet came from the particle physics department up at the university. It got exposed to rays, and now it has powers. Powers, you say, trying not to betray anything with your tone or expression. I don't know how it works. I'm not a quantum scientist, but I know what it does. Anything you put inside this cabinet will go back in time by about three weeks. You squint at the cabinet. It seems perfectly normal. I'm not messing with you. For instance, let's say you have a moldy loaf of bread. Put it in here, close the door, open it again, and the bread won't be moldy anymore? Hazel shakes her head. No, 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 it'll turn back into flour and eggs and stuff, unless the bread was already more than three weeks old. I get it, you say, nodding, but you can tell Hazel isn't convinced that you're convinced. I believe her 100%, because this is a text adventure game, and (laughs) probably a puzzle solution. Did I ever tell you about my Costco muffins that I have uh, from the year 2020? <laughs> no, but no. but I, I hope that you do because this podcast has been like really tight and we haven't I talked know. a lot during and it. We, haven't, so. we should just, yeah. We should just so tell us about the muffins. Costco muffins. Yeah, please. Well, my fiance's brother bought them in the year 2020. And- oh, you have a mm-hmm. fiance. Lucky you. <laughs> you have a wife. I'd, I don't want anyone to That's know. That's like an upgrade. <laughs> Some random evolution. man bought Costco muffins and left them in my house. And uh, we found them a few months later and they had not gone moldy. So then we we're like, okay, how long are these things going to go for? Um, and eventually we purchased a display case for them that was originally intended for a football. Like some kind of trophy football that did a really good job being a football. Yeah. <laughs> And they're still they're still in there. Where were they, they hiding originally? They look fine. Uh, I think they were up on the fridge. Okay, that is and a good place to hide. There. Yeah. yeah, me neither. Me neither. You could be on my fridge for like weeks, and I would not know. Well, this com- may come as some surprise, but I'm on top of your <gasps> fridge right now. While we're oh my god. Ah! <laughs> It's finally time to reveal. <laughs> yeah, that, now the other shoe drops. Oh, I'm so silly. Shoe. I should have known this wasn't a real episode of Type-Ins because of how digressive we're being. Oh, wow. You really got me. Okay, let's give muffins to Hazel. Wait a second. What do we even have? I don't know. We should Pen look at our inventory. Yeah, Normally that's the inventory. first thing I do. If I put the diary in the cabinet, will my <gasps> yeah do that entry be deleted? Yeah. Put diary in cabinet. You open the cabinet and place the diary inside. Then you close the door. You look at Hazel. Whenever you're ready, she says. You open the door and pull out the diary, looking just like it did before. Well, Hazel says, frowning slightly. I guess that's what the diary looked like three weeks ago. Okay. Let's read diary. Read diary. It says the same thing. Oh. Okay. Lame. What else do we have in our pockets? Just a letter from our pen pal. Put letter in yeah, diary. Put, put in letter there. in cabinet. Same thing. I guess that's what the letter from your pen pal looked like three weeks ago. Okay. Hmm. Well, there's got to be something around here that didn't look like that three weeks ago. It's weird like you should be able to well if i put letter yeah 
you aren't able to make the like put it back in the cabinet and make it go back another three weeks. Oh, it's just I guess a that one would be and a pretty done. broken cabinet. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Is there anything else in here? Um. Yeah. There's shelves full of junk. Okay. Look at junk. Jenny. <gasps> this isn't that kind of podcast. Um, <laughs> your glance falls on a viola case and you feel a pang of guilt. So much stuff here and none of it is useful. We have a viola case. Well, we have a viola at home. Oh, yeah, so that's really? covered in dust. And it's, Right, see? Character development. Maybe if we practiced our viola more, Kyle would love us. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm looking at our map of Opusessa, and it has piano lessons. And I (gasps) distinctly remember something about piano lessons, and maybe he was like a creepy guy. Okay, should I go to the piano lesson? Do you want to drive me there? Uh, sure. I think you're going to go south, south, and then south, and then south. east. Are you at the east. water tower? Yeah, yeah. Then let's go east again. Azalea Street. Yes, and then right. north? Um, or northeast, maybe? must be inside from... Mm. I think inside. It says it exits okay. southwest inside. Let's read what this says. Azalea Street turns 90 degrees at what at the top of what passes for a hill in central Florida. The house on the outside of the curve has a sign posted outside. It's also the studio of Professor Rubach, the yeah. piano teacher. Yeah. And Eddie Lee <laughs> is sitting on the sidewalk plunking out a classical tune on a portable keyboard. Oh. So here's Eddie Lee, the cool character. This okay. is a very musical game. Like, this is clearly sponsored by Yamaha or something, because everybody (laughs) plays a different musical instrument. Ah, I feel like we should be putting a band together. (laughs) I wonder if that's like a Hollywood thing that like all these actors have musical backgrounds. And so they find ways to use that on the show. It reminds me of like Juilliard kids. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's like every episode of Legends of the Hidden Temple where they would win a Yamaha keyboard, regardless <laughs> of if they could answer the questions correctly. I never watched Legends of the Hidden Temple. I watched Secrets of the Horrible Pyramid. Mm, callback. Uh, let's go inside. Or let's talk to Eddie Lee, the cool. Yeah. Talk piano. to Eddie Lee. The screech. He's basically screech. Against your better <laughs> judgment, you approach Eddie Lee. Hey, Becca, where's Zoe? You think Zoe would thank you not to reveal her whereabouts, so you dodge the question. Hey, Eddie Lee, why aren't you in the piano studio? Professor Rubach said my time was up for today, so why isn't Zoe with you? Sorry, Eddie, I've got to get going. Wow. Eddie Lee has a crush on Zoe, who has a crush on Drew. Who has a crush on guitar. Yeah. Yeah. Or Stevie Ray Vaughan. Yeah. All right. Shall we go in? Let's go inside. In. The studio... Sorry, the carpet in here is so nice, you wonder if you were supposed to take off your shoes. Well, too late now. Most of Professor Rubach's living room is taken up by a gleaming baby grand piano. 
Two paintings hang on the wall. On the left, a gambling fawn. Fawn. in uh, F-A-U-N, by the way, yeah. in bold text. On the right, a stern portrait exits outside. You can see Professor Rubach here. You can see Professor Rubach here. There's no initial appearance. Yeah. Is that, wow. Did I mess up or is that in the game? In the game, mm. I, maybe. It was the 90s. I tried to do a verbatim port, but. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to blame Can we look at the portrait? Let's look at portrait. I hope it's another a portrait man. of George Bush. <laughs> a man with sunken eyes and a pointed beard glares off to the side, perpetually unimpressed with whatever is happening beneath him. So, George Bush. <gasps> Mirror universe George Bush. Uh, Becca really notices carpets. <laughs> it's a uh, hobby. A, like a... F- <laughs> They don't, but they don't have much to do in Central Florida, Jenny. Yeah, Noticing true. carpets is a central fixture of your day. <laughs> um, can uh, we talk to Professor? I hope so. Uh, it seems kind of under-implemented. Hey, Professor. Hello, Rebecca. Are you interested at all in taking piano lessons? Uh, not at the moment. I just wanted to know how Eddie Lee is doing. He's doing very well, I must say. He has a natural talent for the instrument and an admirable, admirable devotion to musicianship. You, that's great to hear, you say, although you'd, you'd like to add. Are you sure you mean Eddie Lee? Because he's dumb. Oh. Lame. <laughs> is, there an, is there like a nerdy boy character on this show? Uh, no. Nerdy like... Um, like glasses and smart. Yeah. I don't think so. What what other definition of nerdy were you considering? <laughs> well, I like he I, likes nerds. You're candy. too young. You don't understand <laughs> that nerd was not as well defined in the early 90s as it is now. Oh. And I would say that Eddie Lee would qualify under a certain definition of nerd where it just mm-hmm. means awkward, I see, uncool. Uh, isn't there something else? Uh, let's look at his piano. Look at piano. The piano seems like it should be impossible to play. So many different keys. They can't all be completely necessary. <laughs> I feel like we give him like sheet music or something. I vaguely remember oh. sheet music. Ah, and then he gives us the cassette tape that we give to Miss mm. Lipton. Is that true? I don't think so. <laughs> okay. I remember him like chasing us out of the house, but now that I'm saying it, I'm really? Like, yeah, I feel like he gets like mad at us, and he's like a bad guy. Uh, maybe I'm dreaming this. Maybe you're remembering the TV <laughs> show. Ver- but yeah. Because you... what this game does is, after Crocodracula had been like a popular show for a while, they said, "Well, let's make a computer game that will sell copies," yeah. and they kind of compressed the first like six storylines into one adventure oh. game mm. because like i remember this show moving like dark shadows where it, an episode felt like it was 15 minutes long and you got mm-hmm. maybe one plot point Mm-mm-mm. yeah you get like 30 minutes of recap and then 30 minutes of setup at the <laughs> yeah. end i love yeah. that yeah yeah uh 
Well, we could go to the creepy tree, I guess. We could go to the creepy tree. It's like right there. uh, Is it south? I believe it's north. Creepy tree. There's. I can't go north from Azalea Street, so I have to go west, north, east, salvage yard. Okay. Um, Is the creepy tree in this game? It says creepy tree on my map. On the map, yeah. There's also a cemetery that could be fun. Yeah. Cemet. Uh, Waters Ash Street. Oh, we could go to the radio station and see if they have oh, yeah. some tape. Here's a way I can find the radio station. Okay. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Um, vines are creeping up the walls of the squat little KSAS building, almost reaching the boarded up windows. The radio tower stretches overhead, its lower bars covered in rust. Exits north, south, east, west, inside. Inside. It is pitch dark, and you can't see a thing. <sighs> Jeez Louise. We need that star globe. Oh, yeah. we do need the star globe. Oh, we need to go to and... the diner, because I remember the okay. the Sousaphonus oh, being at dine. the diner. And he's Okay, oh. the Weeping Willow Diner is right next to the radio station, so this is good. Okay. Uh, the neon sign is dark. The Weeping Willow is closed for the day. No. Its namesake, the actual Weeping Willow rustles slightly in the wind kyle is here working yeah. on his gremlin oh he's a Hi, car kyle. car boy either that car or he boy just owns also a gremlin. <laughs> well like, he's working on it <laughs> yeah he's a surgeon he's working on training it <laughs> to not turn <laughs> back into a mogwai let's talk to or him maybe wait wait is is working on it mean like Working on his gremlin could mean he's working on his gremlin. It's not that kind of podcast, right? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> working, working on his gremlin. Oh my goodness! Oh, oh god, it's <laughs> filthy. <sighs> Let's talk to him. Let's talk okay, to him. Talk to Kyle. You take a deep breath before a lot of breathing in this game before you approach him. Hey, Kyle. You say what you're working on. I'm giving the old bird a complete overhaul, he says. <laughs> he calls his gremlin his old bird because of its swooping eagle hood ornament. Oh, I see. Swooping eagle hood ornament. Difficult to say out loud. Your brother and I might take her to a drag race this weekend. That's so cool, you say. You have to steer the conversation away from your brother. What kinds of modifications are you making? Well, I replaced the manifold, he says, pointing to a part that looks like all the other parts. And I realigned the distributor and I adjusted some of the solenoids that were misbehaving. But she needs something else. She needs some extra oomph or we're not going to make much of a splash at that race. He Hmm. stares down into the heart of his car and pulls out a towel to wipe the sweat from his brow. Does that mean he pulled the towel out of the heart of the car? Yeah, I think he just wiped (laughs) oil all all over himself. Could be, yeah. Uh I remember us giving that towel to... Michelle or whatever. That's got to be it. Yeah. So then we give him the oomph. We give him the oomph. To give the towel to... Okay. And by Michelle, do you mean Jocelyn? Yeah. yeah. I don't know why you okay. said I, She just seemed like a Michelle. She had that kind of vibe <laughs> to me. Uh, you're too young, but could be Michelle Trechtenberg. Mm-hmm. Would not be in the role of the rich, pretty girl, though. No. Would be in more of a Harriet the Spy role. Could be Michelle Rodriguez. Mmm. Could be Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Okay. Anyway, 
What are so, we giving okay, him? Oomph. Uh, something with oomph. Oomph. The muffins. The muffins. Put the, the muffins. muffins. Car. <laughs> the muffins are from a different reality. Harrison. <laughs> uh, we can go to. We still need to go to Hank's Auto, the cemetery, oh, well, that's and the where, airboat okay. rental. So, uh, how do I get to salvage yard? Okay. Salvage yard. The junkyard is surrounded by tall walls of rusty sheet metal. A little booth sits at the entrance. Inside are long rows of disintegrating card cars and occasional unidentifiable, unidentifiable <laughs> debris. I've been doing podcasts for a long time. I don't know why I can't read anything. <laughs> Hank is slumped over the sill of his booth, struggling to keep both eyes open. Let's talk to him. Talk to Hank. Hello? Hello? Hank looks up from the ground and shakes his shaggy head. Oh, hey, Rebecca. Sorry, I just... His eyes close and he returns to his original position. <sighs> okay. Mm. He needs, like, coffee or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else to do here? Is there anything that we should be looking at? Um, can I enter junkyard? Uh, no, he won't let me. He's awake enough to notice that I'm here mm. and say, this ain't no place for little girls, Miss Drapkin. You know what? We're going to find something with oomph at the junkyard. I'll bet you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's where the oomph lives. <laughs> uh, we still no, haven't gone to the water the tower either. I think We've we can climb. We've past the water tower. Yeah, past I think we should climb oh, yeah, up can the we water climb tower. It? Okay. Uh, yeah, that's like a main thing of the show is that they climb the water tower. Uh, at the center of Oposasa is its water tower, a massive white bulb surrounded by a web of steel beams. It says white bulb right there in the text, yeah. but well, it's, the people it's making too the bad that the writer haven't played the, the game, that. I guess. Yeah. Ha! Giant letters are printed on its side. <laughs> From as far away as Glenburn, you can see them spell out Oposasa. From right underneath, though, they hardly look like letters. A narrow ladder is well hidden among the bars. Yeah, climate. So, uh, yeah, I uh, go up the ladder. On top of the water tower, a narrow catwalk encircles the bulb of the tower. So they got that right. Beneath you, in every direction, are the streets of Opasasa. On the north edge of the town is a dense forest. To the south is the swamp. A man in a top hat and bow tie is here, oh. leaning against the bulb, looking down on the city. Do you <gasps> remember who this is? No. Uh, evil guy or something. Uh, or is this Croc? This is... This is the croc. Oh, no. This isn't croc at Dracula. <laughs> he lives in the swamp. This is this is one of the croc at Dracula's rogues gallery. This is Jackalope Man. Oh. I forgot. When he takes off his ta- top hat, there are antlers under there. All right. Let's have a conversation with this weirdo. Talk to Jack. Uh, wait, will it accept Jackalope Man? I Does don't know. Does know who this is? Yeah. Whoa, Talk spoiler. Talk to Jackalope. It's like, yeah. Um, he smiles as if he's been expecting you. Good afternoon, young miss. My card. A cream-colored card appears between his fingers. He hands it to you. You may call me J.M. I'm visiting your little burg, look, hoping to add to my collection. You see, I have it on good authority that at some point today, you'll find a 16th century sword about this size. He holds his arms a sword's length apart. Since it has been abandoned by its owner, and a friendly young lady like yourself has no use for such a thing, I hope that once you retrieve it, you'll return it here and give it to me. I can promise that you'll be duly rewarded. You don't know what to say except, uh, okay. I mean, 
he doesn't know us. This could be where we take up sword fighting and follow the way of the blade. <laughs> ah, while you were doing trading sequences. <laughs> <laughs> I studied the blade. Uh, can we examine yeah, so, uh, him? Yeah, let's look uh, at him. Maybe it says he's Jackalope Man. He's dressed like a magician, and he has a magician's calculated nonchalance. Uh, is there anything else up here? There's just this guy. You kind of have a view of the town. I wonder if. Oh I wait, can, let's like, look at the town. Look at town. You recognize some of the buildings, mostly the high school, but you can't see your house. Wow. Uh, riveting. I feel like we should be able to see our house. Yeah, I'm looking uh, at the map. Like, it might be pretty blocked. Is it occluded by the high school? By the high school? I, yeah, yeah, that's probably it. Uh, and the person drawing the map doesn't necessarily know where everything is. Yeah, any any guessing. dumb idiot can draw a map. <laughs> any dumb idiot can draw a map. Uh, should we go back to the airboat rental? Is this the first? Uh, we really just need like one thing to get us going. Or well, okay, what is the stated goal of the game at this point? What does the game tell us that we're trying to do? Go talk to Miss Muriel? Yeah. Oh, maybe, yeah, yeah, well, maybe, maybe we, we should, should do that. attempt to if do that. If you're thirsty to make progress in the game, then <laughs> I would say. Yeah, it's also uh, this map. Me and Jenny are taking of... a tourist view. <laughs> this map says that the sheriff is in charge of the lost and found program, which we have not done anything Ooh. about. Oh. But yeah, probably if we uh, get him a crossword or something. So I remember that you can't get out of town to go to Miss Muriel without your bike. So I went back to the sheriff's station, got on the bike. Okay. I get on the sandy road north of town. Okay. Um, something wails mournfully in the distance. <gasps> probably just a train whistle. North again. Miss Muriel's cabin. The road fades into grass and weeds as it reaches this lonely cabin in the heart of the woods. At the side of the building is an overgrown bed of flowers. A set of tarnished wind chimes hangs over the entrance. Ooh. Let's look so at those. Get off. Oh, look at chimes. At chimes. The metallic chimes are all odd shapes, which might be why they make such odd noises. Mm -hmm. A breeze blows through the wind chimes, and an unmusical jangling echoes through the trees. Could we take them? Take chimes. You don't want to carry that around. Not I thought maybe I could give it to the this. teacher. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this will relax you. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> it's an unmusical jangling. Knock yourself out. <laughs> <laughs> I do like Jenny's point that stealing is secondary to the hassle of, of carrying the <laughs> Can we look at the flower bed? Look at flower bed. You lean over to inspect the flowers. Many of them are obviously not from around here, but you recognize a few of them from your wilderness survival training. Mm. Lantana, Nightshade, Hemlock. You take a couple steps back. A breeze blows through the wind chimes and an unmusical jangling echoes through the trees. Okay. Go inside? Uh, yeah, get off bicycle. In. The musty air is thick with the hissing and bubbling of strange bold text 
concoctions, and bold mm. text. The oddest things hang from the walls. Faceless dolls, strings of beads, dried herbs, and a couple of bleached cow skulls. It looks like every available surface is occupied by some half-finished arcane project. At the center of the chaos is Miss Muriel's big book. As you enter, Miss Muriel looks up from her studies. Good afternoon, Becca. To what do I owe this pleasure? You wonder how you're going to tell her. Uh, can we just tell her? Tell tell Muriel tell about her. scales? Oh. Yeah, Muriel about... Oh, I gotta spell Muriel correctly. About scales. Use talk to to interact <sighs> with characters. Fine. Okay, that's how I'm going to tell her. Ah, too much text. Uh. Calm down. You take a deep breath and settle yourself. Miss Muriel deals with weird things like this all the time. There's something on my skin, you say. <laughs> Gross. And you pull up your sleeve to reveal the scales on your shoulder. Muriel gives it a look and clicks her tongue. Did you show it to a doctor? No, should I have? Well, there wouldn't be much point. This isn't a medical condition. It's a curse. The word isn't as surprising as it should be. Maybe this is what you expected all along. How? Who cursed me? There's a creature that makes its home in the swamp. Muriel shuffles through her tome until she finds a drawing, a hunched human shape with a snout full of teeth. Have you heard of Crocodracula? <gasps> yeah, we told each other stories about him when we were little kids. He's not real. He's very real, Rebecca. And he's marked you for some purpose. He must want something from you. Miss Muriel trails off as she starts poking around the cabin looking for something. What do I do? How do I get rid of the curse? I don't want to do anything for Crocodracula. You'll have to destroy him. Here, she finds a sharpened wooden stake in a corner and hands it to you. Find his castle in the swamp and put this through his heart. Your mouth hangs open as you contemplate the stake. I don't know if I can do that. Sure you can. You'll have the element of surprise. I have complete faith in you, Becca. I wonder if that could have been compressed a little bit. <laughs> this is a lot. I guess it's a lot of... It's like, okay, well, you're cursed by Crocodracula, who is real. You need to kill him with this stake. Stake. Here you like, go. That's a lot to put... <laughs> this is a lot of I don't know how you make that less than... Well, you know... Are you saying that at first the hero should refuse the call? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am. I'm pretty. What does okay, the Harmon refuse... Circle think? Uh, the Harmon Circle says we want something, so we enter an unfamiliar situation. Oh, well, we're doing that. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we get what we want. Oh, but we, for, no, we adapt to the unfamiliar situation. Okay. Then we can get what we want. Okay. Type that in. Adapt to unfamiliar. Adapt. Well, I don't <laughs> understand. Refuse call. I don't know if it's gonna. Uh, uh, I'm not holding out hope for our odds of killing Croco Dracula because I'm looking at this list of other games in the Croco Dracula series, and this is the first one. Mm. It's a good point. Yeah. Unless it's like Castlevania, where you kill him every time. And then he just like that guy back. who keeps coming back. Who's that guy who keeps coming back? Uh, the doctor. Is it Dracula? Oh, <laughs> Doctor Acula. Doctor <laughs> Acula. Doctor Acula. 
Do you hear Harrison writing that down? Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's too young to remember it's a Mitch yeah. Hedberg joke. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> let's go to the airboat rental and get an airboat and go into the swamp. That's okay. Uh, right, I feel like I remember more... in the other game, there's like a maze to get to the castle. And in this game, you just like go right to the castle. And I think maybe oh. even the writer wrote something cute about that hmm is this ringing any bells anything that does sound familiar to me who had to type out every sentence in this game yeah let's see uh do we just get on airboat get on or get off bike get on airboat turn on air airboat you can't get the airboat going. You don't have a key. Ugh, of course. Can we go inside the rental? Yeah, let's see. The AC is cranked so high that you begin to shiver. Mr. Qualmsley doesn't seem to notice. He just sits at the cash register waiting for quitting time to roll around. An unfortunate fish is mounted on a plaque on the far wall. An airboat key is hanging on a hook <gasps> behind the counter. Ooh. Well, we need that. Okay, take key. Mr. Qualmsley says some stuff and doesn't... Oh, he says you have to be 18 years old and you got to pay for a rental and you got to sign waivers. And he scratches behind his ear. Heck, I think I'm forgetting something. So, okay, we will never get this key. Yeah, no, that's too hard Unless we cheat. Yeah. Yeah. Be 18 years old. Uh, Jenny, you just said a mouthful. (laughs) Be 18 years old? No, that's quite a puzzle being 18 years old. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. That's, that's quite the a first puzzle. line of my <laughs> coming of age novel. That's my little Lytton submission. You know, I think that I started watching New Girl when I was younger than the characters on that show. Oh. I think. I'm pretty sure. And now I'm decidedly older than them, at, at any rate. Yeah. And. But, like, I'm starting to think now about the weird math of writing about people who are significantly older or younger than you. Mm-hmm. And, like, but then also, like, enjoying stories that are about people, especially New Girl, where it's like they're so they're so focused on how in their early 30s they are. That's like, yeah. it sh- should be called early 30s. <laughs> Uh, I'm looking at our beautiful feelies that I mm. uh, scanned, and it says here uh, something about if the second checksum fails, you have to enter the key whenever you try to turn on the airboat. Oh, okay. Do you remember oh. that? Well, I tried to turn on the airboat, and I didn't have to. Oh, did it not? There say? are some weird copy protection stuff. Yeah, but. If Do it you... didn't trigger here, then I guess the check second checksum works. Okay, so you think that that we do need the key behind the desk? I, yeah, yeah, we got to get the key. We got to distract Mister Qualmsley, okay, who is Eddie mm-hmm. Lee's dad. Yeah. Hmm. So do we use Eddie Lee to do that? <sighs> I guess. Yeah. Okay. I'll go talk to Eddie Lee. Here he is. Talk to Eddie Lee. Oh, there's so much text. Let me summarize this. <laughs> oh, no, this is good. This is good. Eddie Lee, I need your help. 
He stops playing and gawks up at you. Me? With what? I need one of your dad's airboats. What for? I can't tell you. It's a secret. A girl thing. Aha! Say no more. Works every time. That's out of quotation marks. That's the narrator saying it works every time. What exactly am I supposed to do? I just need you to distract your dad for a minute. Can you do that? Sure, if you do something for me first. Uh-oh. Uh-huh. Like, what? He gets a sheet of paper out of his pocket. Zoe has said some very hurtful things recently about me as a person, like oh, that no. I'm a scrawny little weirdo. She also says that you're a creep sometimes. He nods. <laughs> and besides hurting my feelings, the things she says affect how my peers view me, and that affects my social prospects, which affect my chances of getting into a good college. Please get to the point. If you get Zoe to sign this retraction, Eddie Lee says, handing you the paper, I'll gladly help you steal from my dad. All right. So I guess now we have a retraction. Yeah. Okay. Can we uh, look at the retraction? Can we read it? Yeah. It's a sheet of loose leaf with Eddie Lee's handwriting on it. I, the undersigned, hereby retract any and all statements I have made concerning the character of Eddie Lee Qualmsley and his status as a creep, geek, or weirdo. <laughs> I acknowledge the damage my statements have caused to Mr. Qualmsley's reputation, and I promise I will refrain from such a libel in the future. Eddie Lee Qualmsley is not a creep. Below is a place for Zoe to sign and a place for you to sign as a witness. Also, Love the word that. libel is in bold text. Love that. Love that. All right, let's have her sign it. Okay, can we just go? Yeah, she's just south of here. So give retraction to Zoe, and she's going to write it. She uses the rough seat of the bench as a flat surface, and then she hands it over to you to notarize. You take a bit of time with your signature to make up for hers. Thanks, you say. Whatever, she says. I doubt it'll hold up in court anyway. I agree. Let's give it back. Okay, just walk straight back to Eddie. This is a real... They're really having fun with how many steps are in this trading sequence. Give retraction to Eddie. Um, This is weird. You hit push the document toward him and he accepts it with an insufferable smile. And then he says something I can't pronounce with a bunch of like little thingies under the E's. You say, what? And he says, oh, sorry, Polish. It means thanks very much. He he carefully folds up the paper and puts it back in his pocket. You're super welcome. Hey, while we're on the subject, weren't you going to help me with something? Oh, yeah. Eddie Lee leaps to his feet. I'll meet you at my dad's place. He takes off like a rocket. Okay. We're really making progress. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Go to the place. Go to the place. You're at the... Yeah, I typed in, go to the place. Uh, at the place, the, the airboat rental, Eddie Lee, uh, he says, so what's the plan? You say, I don't know, play something for him on your little piano thing. He says, really? I'm not that good. I've only been playing for Trzy Miesza. Uh, more of this Polish, I guess. Uh-huh. You say, what? He says, three months. Wait, what did I say? What did I say? What did I say? You just shake your head. <laughs> um, so I guess I'll go inside. And Eddie Lee is going to sit on the floor and play the keyboard, play some sort of European dancing tune. Okay. Love and it. Mr. Qualmsley is super jazz. I'm skipping some of the words because I want to make more progress. <laughs> 
Well, let's grab that key. Take key. Got key. Yeah. He's too proud of his son to notice. Yeah. Tricked him with pride. Okay, out. Enter. Boat. And now I guess we'll find out whether the checksum thing works. Um, Because when I turn on the airboat, it'll yell at me if checksum 2 failed, right? You insert the key and turn the ignition. The engine roars to life and the fan begins spinning. Perfect. I hacked this game expertly. Um. Oh, so I guess what way South is into the crocodile swamp, of course. You are in the middle of the Opasasa swamp. Cypress trees and hanging vines obscure your vision in every direction. Ryan's note. As hard as I tried, I could not translate Tailframe's original swamp navigation puzzle into something that worked in Inform 7, so I had to improvise. Good luck. Exits. Question mark. Uh, South. Sunken Castle. Yeah. As it comes into view. <laughs> that was fast. I know. See, I, I have a, just a couple memories from this game, but they are very accurate. A fortress of black stone wreathed with ancient vines towers over you. The entire castle is tilted to one side, slowly sinking into the swamp. Let's enter it. And, yeah, enter airboat. No, not the airboat. Enter castle. The air in this hallway is thick with moisture and decay. The walls and floor are covered in slick moss. I feel like a dungeon master. You feel like you've (laughs) stepped into a cave, not a man-made structure. The remains of a tapestry hanging on one wall, flanked by two stairways. Exits are up, down, and outside. Examine this tapestry. Oh, yeah, I agree. The tapestry depicted... Oh, because it's mostly gone. I'm like, what? Doesn't it still depict it? Uh, The tapestry depicted a girl in a billowy dress contemplating a globe. Most of the details have rotted away. Mm. (gasps) Okay, should we go up and stab Dracula? Yeah, let's go Croco Dracula? Croco Dr. Acula? You've reached the pinnacle of the sinking castle, the sinking old sanctuary, like in Castlevania. Looking out from the tower, you can see nothing but the dense foliage of the swamp slowly growing over the fortress. An antique sword lies abandoned on the flagstones. <gasps> yes! That's exactly it. the sword that Jack Man said we would get. Yeah. How did he Love know? Psychic. Know. Magician. He's a magician. Oh, right, yeah. What are his powers, yeah. Ryan, as a fan of I th- the show? I think it's a time travel thing. Oh. I think he knows because he came from the future to get the... Oh, the future where people are jackalopes. Got it. <laughs> or maybe he saw in a crystal ball you mm. picking up the sword. He's like, I'm going to get her that. I'm going to get that sword from her. Well, let's make I'm going to wait for her on the water true. tower. Um, study the okay, blade. well, I got the sword. <laughs> study blade. <laughs> um, but Dr. Acula isn't here, so I guess oh. I go down and down. Crypt. Okay. A slimy sarcophagus rests in the middle of this chamber lit by four torches that dance with green fire. Further on, at the edge of the torchlight's reach, you can make out a huge stone door. 
Uh, can we open our sarcophagus? Open sarcophagus. Stealing yourself, you dig your fingers in under the lid and attempt to move it aside, but it's too heavy. You can't get enough leverage. Oh, no. Yeah, we're going to need a crowbar or something, probably. Probably yeah. crowbar. It's usually a crowbar in these it's games. It's usually a crowbar in these games, yeah. In, you know, a Metroid game, you get the charge shot. You get the double jump. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You get... I, I speed In Test Adventures, it's... Crowbar. Light source. Crowbar. Yeah, yeah. A key. A silver key. key. Yeah. 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 A brass key? Depending on what the door is made of. Yeah, that is exactly what I was going to say. I love that. When uh, when Ryan and I were doing the game that we don't talk about because it burnt us out for like the entire rest of our lives, I think brass keys were the... We had the most brass keys by volume out of all of the keys. More than cutting implements? Oh, I didn't compare keys and cutting implements. Out of all the keys. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did we we have to like like fix that and like change people's keys to be other things yeah i think we i think there was i think there was some of that yeah there might have been other adjectives involved with these brass keys oh i would hope so yeah yeah a fiddly brass key a tarnished brass key a, a shiny brass, brass key. key an annoying brass <laughs> a mormon key. glass key mormon <laughs> glass key. key it's like that glass guinea pig <laughs> i guess He's also okay. Mormon. <laughs> it well, never comes up in the game. <laughs> um, so do we want to come back here when we have a crowbar? Sure. sure. Did we pick up the sword? Did I did take the sword. I t- entered study blade and it didn't say anything. Oh, but I guess I could look at sword. Mm-hmm. Look at sword is synonymous with study the blade. Okay. Although the sword is blackened with age, the elaborately wrought hilt. Shows this was a fine weapon in its time. Okay. So we can take the 16th century sword and send it back three weeks. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Okay, that's what we're doing. All Uh, right, let's try that. Enter boat, (laughs) north, out of boat, north. Oh, wait, something weird is happening. Um, I'm I'm trying to get out of the airboat, um, but... uh, Eddie Lee is outside the shop, the airboat shop, and he says, Cos yet can talk, Rebecca, he cries. Calm down, Eddie Lee. Speak English. <laughs> you stare at each other helplessly. Finally, Eddie Lee gives up and walks slowly up the dock. Are these just so, like random letters or is it something backwards? It's clearly like it's not random letters because so many of the letters have little things attached to them. I remember uh, what this is. This oh. is he's speaking Polish. Oh, it is Polish. It is yeah. Polish. Okay. And I think Polsku means Polish. Uh, one of the words, though, is literally G-D-Y-B-Y-M. Hmm. So write that down in front of you and tell yourself, Polish people have to say that word on a regular basis. (laughs) I tried learning Czech one time because I was like, oh, I should get in touch with my heritage. And I'm like, eh, it's too hard. Mm. 
All those consonant clusters. <laughs> yeah. They almost seem to violate the Cisnordi sequencing generalization. But of course, it's just a generalization. Uh, anyway, we were trying to put the sword in the cabinet, so we were, I... yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Oh, exit airboat. Okay, yeah. Um, thrift store in. Put sword in cabinet. That's what it looked like three weeks ago. The same. Ugh. Lame. Yeah. Should we give the sword to the evil guy? I guess. That seems like like nothing could go wrong with that. Well, and we don't know that he's evil in in the game. He's just a magician. He's hanging out in the water tower. That doesn't make somebody (laughs) evil. (laughs) Give sword to Jackalope Man. (laughs) (laughs) He reaches into his jacket and produces a wooden flute. I assure you this trade is more than fair, he says, and he hands you the flute in the same motion with which he smoothly relieves you of the sword, which he stows in some invisible pocket. It was a pleasure doing business, Miss Strapkin, he says, and he touches the brim of his hat. Okay. They're really teasing you. It's not until, like, season three that he's going to take off that hat and reveal that there's antlers. It must be a big hat. I don't understand how it works. <laughs> but I guess that's like, if he's a magician, then he's good at hiding things in things that seem like oh, they shouldn't yeah. be big enough to hold those things. I guess he's just wearing I thought he just had. Yeah, I thought he had very vertical antlers. That must be it. <laughs> Unless they're like articulated and like as they come out of the oh, hat, they like fall back. Yeah. Oh, wow. That must be really And that would annoying. explain why you never see him putting the hat back on. Yeah, yeah. Because he has to, like, fold them up in there. Like trying to put a wig on without a wig cap. We all know. We all know. <laughs> who wants this flute? Do we know? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I know we... who wants this flute. Okay. It's someone you missed. Oh. Um, someone who someone is... Missed. At the trailer park? Yeah. Uh Not at the trailer park. At the cemetery? Mm. Is there really a cemetery in this game? It's on the map. Uh, It's on the map. Where is it? Across the street from Piano Teacher. We didn't go to the spooky house, did we? I don't think Oh, we need to do that, too. We need to go to the spooky house. I can't believe we didn't make a beeline for the spooky house as soon as we were released. You know what? We kind of did because that's where I ended up trying to get to the sheriff's station. But oh, okay. I just said, I can't find the sheriff's station, you guys. Okay. Let's so, remember um, that the reason it's taking us this long is because Ryan wanted to go to the sheriff's station so <laughs> <the> spooky house. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we would have we would have been done with this an hour ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, how much longer are we gonna play this game? We're coming I don't up know. on an hour. Been, I mean two hours. Yeah. You know what it's I would love to do yeah. is to just like let's get this trading sequence. I don't know. Let's at least give one person something. And then it'll okay. domino okay. from there, right? Maybe, depending on what we get right here. Because I found Ash Street, where okay. the creepy house is. Okay. And Miss, Mrs. Idlewild is pacing up and down the block, Ooh. poking around in various bushes, staying well away from the creepy house. And without even talking to her, looking at her, figuring out what her deal is, I'm going to give flute to <laughs> Mrs. Idlewild. <laughs> 
she can guess where it came from. Somebody gave it to you, a man in a tall hat, but you had to give him something first. Oh dear, I'm afraid what you may, what you've done may have consequences you couldn't predict. But I do have to fl- thank you for finding my flute. Let's mm-hmm. see. She searches herself until she turns up an old thermos. Hot, healthful tea. Very energizing. <gasps> oh, yeah, yeah okay. take it to Hank. Okay, so. Yeah. No, yeah, to Hank, give tea to Hank. Hank talks a lot. Actually, he says <laughs> something really funny where after he drinks it, he says, that's the stuff. That is the stuff. And he gives you a catalytic converter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, someone else can play this game and hear all the cool stuff these characters say. <laughs> Give converter to Kyle. He is happy about the thing. Actually, yeah. he's, you hold one end. Kyle takes the other. And he directs you to the far side of the car so that right, together you can carefully lower the catalytic converter into the engine. Aww. Ryan's note. Please don't send me any corrections. Keep in mind, Tailframe <laughs> produced this game in 1990, and today most of their staff are living under assumed names. Um, Could you imagine he... owning a junkyard and like a teenage girl gives you a mug full of really energizing tea, so you give her a catalytic converter? Yeah, you're like, here, have a catalytic converter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well, the there's also a vampire Dracula alligator <laughs> in this game. Oh, well, I, I can just believe assume, that too. I just assume that was real in Florida. Yeah. Okay. Well, if I can't a prove you wrong. Vampire alligator anywhere in the United States, it's going to be in Florida. Or maybe Louisiana. Yeah. But probably Ooh. Florida. I think Crocodracula 64 goes to Louisiana. <laughs> ah. And he fights his zombie anyway. Um, <laughs> so I have the the basic the upshot of this long text is: you get oil on your face. He hands you his towel. Oh, Ooh. let's give it to Michelle. Jocelyn. Take it to Michelle. <laughs> let's give it to Michelle give Pfeiffer. Towel to Jocelyn Pfeiffer. Um, and there's this really. There's this weird conversation where they are not saying out loud, we both want this towel because we both want to smell Kyle's sweat. Um, <laughs> but you say, I want that star ball. And she's like, okay. <laughs> and she takes the uh, towels and gives you the star ball. Sweat smelling, major plot point in these. <laughs> I was just going to say that. I Whoever guess, yeah. wrote this game really had like a, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Probably like a really weird repressed sexual thing just in general. <laughs> well, I didn't say it, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Clearly no male attraction or it he wouldn't fits. be a sousaphonist. <laughs> truly, truly. Uh, what are we using the ball for in the radio? Is it going to light up the radio? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's going gonna, to it's be a light station. source for the... Okay, yeah. so out in the radio station. In turn on star ball... Someone. <laughs> the planetarium sphere spreads a curtain of swa- curtain of stars over the walls of a dingy control room. The director's station is laid out with a turntable, a microphone, speakers, and a mixing board, all covered in dust. Above the console is a window to the announcer's room. Above that is a clock and an on-air light. Someone left a crowbar leaning against <gasps> the wall. Yes, perfect. We need that. 
So stupid. Okay, take crowbar. Are we gonna go open the thing? Well, is there a um, cassette tape in here? I yeah, feel like I do remember the cassette station? tape. Um, no. No. I mean. Hmm. At this point, I don't know what we need in the basement. If we can take the crowbar back, and Croco Dracula is in the sarcophagus, so it must be a fake out, right? Um. I feel like I remember him being in the sarcophagus and he like yells at you and says you shouldn't have given the sword. Well, yeah, you're trying to stake him. He's mad. (laughs) Okay, well, it's kind of late for that. (laughs) I think he should just close his eyes and let me stake him so the game can be done. (laughs) (laughs) We all want this game to be done there. It's like a game of Trailer House on the Hill that I played with an 11 year old and we were like, please, please. It's one in the morning. Just kill us. That has been my experience. Every time I play that game, that's the experience. Like when you get to the final (laughs) round and everyone you're playing it with is like, okay, well, let's just kill the mummy and be done. Uh (laughs) Well, Ryan, what are we supposed to do now? Yeah. Yeah, are we opening? I'm wondering how much more. Are you guys happy to keep on recording a podcast is my concern. I think the audience will enjoy our increasing I know the audience will enjoy it. <laughs> I mean, they what... love every sound that comes out of my mouth. <laughs> what length are we going to be at after you edit out literally all of the banter? Are we like, like 5 10, minutes? 10 minutes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then yeah, I'm 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 going to record for a while. A small while. Yeah, okay. How are how are you all? Okay. I'm fine. I haven't had lunch yet. Oh no. Are I you can... hungry? No. Okay. I I'm gonna use it. Okay. okay. Use your I'm hunger. Gonna channel it. That's power. Okay. And you know what? I have right here. Huh. Open up the secret drawer. Lamington. Devotees will remember about the chocolate that I keep in my desk drawer, oh. hidden from my um person that I live in the same house with. That's a good unwrapping and noise. It's a good wrapper. They sell in Australia. Maybe they have these in America too. Kit Kats that are like 10 Kit Kats in a single bar. Oh, yeah. Whoa, we don't have that. Yeah, that's a lot of Kit Kat. And these are hazelnut Kit Kats. (gasps) Wow. So there's like a thing of a stripe of Nutella on top of the stuff. So So I'll just eat this and replenish my stamina points. All right. Yeah. Okay. He's eating it so quietly. I was hoping that Ryan would be like, mm, 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 chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I can do that too. That's exactly what I wanted. I hate that. Okay, here we go. (laughs) Oh, gosh, Nutella. Now I'm living vicariously through the audio. Yeah, that sounds really good. Okay. Sounds like a really good Kit Kat. There's actually a bite left. I have to finish this. Okay. Well, you're supposed to share it with us. It's in the rules. <laughs> yeah. The ancient law of Kit Kat passed down to us. No. Through 80s television. That's the other thing. I'm I'm not sure if this is, uh, again, I, this might also be in America, mm. but a lot of the snacks in Australia mm-hmm. are like... You are not supposed to eat this all yourself. Really? This is for sharing. Huh. Yeah, I know that the uh, a big bag of M&Ms in America, I remember this, 
Mm-hmm. I eat a lot of chocolate, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, it says it's the sharing size. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you cannot get us for encouraging people to eat too many M&Ms. We're telling them <laughs> that this is for more than one person. Mm-hmm. Of course, I eat it all myself, but I eat it all over the course of like a week. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're not going to these people's houses making sure they they share the sharing size M&Ms. Like that would be state Although what if it was the the M&Ms who showed up at your house to check? And you could ask them. <laughs> to check to check if you've eaten them. Have <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> you eaten our friends? <laughs> wow, what do you say uh, in that situation? What's the thing that's going to make them more or less mad? I think they would be, they want to be eaten. It's their life's purpose. Okay. Okay. So you'd be like, yes, I ate your friends. May I eat you? No, but you have to say, yes, I ate your friends and I shared them. Oh, and I shared them. Yes, yes, yes. May I eat you and share you with my peers? (laughs) I'm actually hosting a dinner party right now. And then you open your your double wide front door, revealing the, the dinner party that you're having with your glamorous friends. One of which is the green M&M. And she's licking her lips. Oh, she's like, come over here, boys. Okay, this got too sexy. She's a cannibal? She traded oh, yeah. She traded her sexy boots for cannibalism. For cannibal boots. Sneakers and cannibalism. Oh, she didn't have to trade anything in. She just added cannibalism on top of her existing personality. Yeah, that's... That's the thing. That's the thing that people complaining about the green M&M. They don't understand that (laughs) female persons contain multitudes and can continue to be sexy even while they also own cannibal boots. And consume their brethren. Yeah. And cistern. The real question Mm -hmm. is, do you think that M&Ms are blood related or do you think that they're Ah. just peers? Well, they don't. I've eaten a lot of M&Ms and none of them had any blood in them. That I noticed. It might be that I didn't get the blood M&M's. Those might be seasonal. Maybe you just ate it too fast. You didn't I might have, well, yeah. What are we doing in this game? sarcophagus. Are, yeah, are we playing a game? With crowbar. You press the point of the crowbar into the seam under the lid. You push on it hard. The crowbar slips and you almost crack your head against the wet stone. You look for a more likely spot and try again. The crowbar finds purchase. You push on it harder, harder until it's firmly wedged in place. Then you press down on the crowbar with all your weight, with all the upper body strength of a 15-year-old girl. (laughs) The lid of the sarcophagus budges slightly. You shift your weight and press harder. You You hear a faint rattle as a chip of white stone is cleft from the coffin and tumbles to the floor. The crowbar gives way. You lose your footing. You fall hard on the slimy floor as the lid slides up and over. When you find your way to your feet, you look down into the triangular opening between the sarcophagus and the lid. The acrid torchlight doesn't reach inside. You see only darkness. It might be empty. You grab the lid with both hands and heave it open. A black shroud rises from out of the cavity. (gasps) You step backwards, your breath caught in your chest as the shape unfurls itself, revealing a green clawed hand, a curved white fang, a glowing orange eye. 
The monster raises his arms, stretching out his cape like a pair of black wings. Then he draws the cloak around himself with a sharp snap that makes the torches flicker. He fixes you with his orange eyes. A foolish young woman has wandered into my castle, he says. Tell me your name. Stake him! Your mind is blank with fear, and you answer automatically, Becca Drapkin? Oh no. You've freed me from a lengthy imprisonment, he notices the crowbar on the floor. I think you didn't do so by accident. Why are you here? You remember. You grab the stake. I have to destroy you to end my curse. You take a step forward and raise your arm to strike. He steps out of the sarcophagus and pulls the weapon from your hand. You realize your arm is shaking. You're shaking all over. He squeezes his claw around the stake until it snaps in two. There's no curse that my destruction will undo. No curse on you, at least. But you aren't Crocodracula? He takes a moment to answer, and you notice a low hiss like a sigh from deep in his reptilian throat. That has been my name for a long time, yes. Then didn't you give me these? You pull up your sleeve and your scales glitter in the torchlight. Crocodracula doesn't come any closer to inspect you, who only squints at your shoulder. No, I have no desire to afflict, in bold text, anyone with such a condition, least of all a young lady I've never met. Mm. But Miss Muriel said, Muriel! Crocodracula bellows and the crypt shakes. Muriel Halfmoon, the witch! She came here hoping to destroy me months or years ago, but I was more than a match for her. All she could do was seal me in this crypt. He shakes his head. I haven't had the time to put any curse on you, Becca Drapkin. I suspect it was Muriel who gave you those scales to trick you into doing her dirty work for you. No doubt she assumed that I'd be weakened after so long a slumber. You're outraged at Miss Muriel's deceit, but you shake your head as you realize you're taking the word of a giant talking alligator. <laughs> Why should I believe you? You might ask Muriel herself. Crocodracula sniffs the air. Although, if she can detect that her plot has failed, she may already have fled. At any rate, if anyone can remove the curse, it's her. Oh, if man. Miss Muriel can uncurse me, you mutter, maybe she can help Eddie Lee, too. What's the matter with this Eddie Lee figure? Checksum failed slash slash authentication <gasps> fault. Oh, no. Tailframe has detected an unlicensed copy of Crocula Dracula Crocula Dracula Crocula Dracula the beginning. <laughs> Count oh, Chocula no. Dracula. Software piracy is a serious offense under international copyright law. You will be asked to provide your 17-digit registration key. The bronze is deathly cold in your hands, and small gems twinkle feebly in the torchlight. Unless what? He lowers his snout. If it's too late, then Eddie Lee is lost, and there is nothing we can do to save him, nor anything Muriel can do, I suspect. But don't despair, Becca Drapkin. Go quickly and help your friend. Of all the things that you could say in response, somehow you come up with, You can just call me Becca. All right, then. Go, Becca. Now. That might be a good place to stop. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking at this puzzle and it looks... Yeah, there's uh, so much. It looks really thinking. It looks like a lot of thinking and a lot of thought is <laughs> well, involved. This and is not the crowd. Having written stuff down. Yeah. Yeah, clearly we're not the thinking person's podcast. 
we're the do we're the talking persons. We're the yeah, talking yeah. persons podcast, as opposed well, to all the other podcasts. Can you imagine a podcast of people <laughs> thinking and they start talking and then they have an idea and they ruminate on it for a while before they open their mouths? Oh. Mm. Well, oh, yeah, because I don't have the I don't have the seventeen digit registration key. You yeah, don't? Yeah. No. Are you sure? I. Yeah. It's different. You, you scanned all the stuff that yeah. I had, man. Yeah, it's different I just per thought, game. I'm looking at this PDF. You would think that someone, say, transcribing the game into Inform 7 would program some sort of backdoor. No. Uh, a la Jurassic Park. Smart. Yeah. White Rabbit. Uh-uh-uh. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> Well, I guess we'll never know the end yeah. of Crocodracula, nor will anyone will. else. Yeah. Well, we got to the fun twist. Yeah. Yeah. We found out that Crocodracula is nice, which is, was always my favorite part of the show, is that Aww. he's the creepiest thing, but he, like, is he's a good kind good of dad dude. to yeah. Becca Aww. and Zoe. That's, That's so good, because where is Becca's dad? Unknown. <gasps> I now, forgot. do you think that Becca's dad should have, or Becca's mom should have ended up with Zoe's dad? Oh. Where's Zoe's yes. mom? Is she dead? Uh, just do not mention. I guess probably the two of them are off together. Oh. Oh, could be. And that's why they never talk about it. it there's the school know, of thought that says that the parents should end up together. And there's a school of thought that says that Becca should end up with Zoe. Well, yeah. And... Why not both? Whoa. Well, I don't know. I think not both that starts to seem weird when your mutual parents get married, but then you also start snogging. I always thought that uh, starts to... it should be Becky's mom and uh, Eddie Lee. A kind of May-December oh. romance. Yeah. You got to wait for him to graduate high school, but then, you know... Mm. All's uh, fair in like love and war. Waiting for somebody to graduate high school is really creepy. <laughs> Is it more or less creepy than right in? more or less creepy than making a bunch of porcelain dolls and having them all <laughs> your house? That's a good point. Okay, guys. Okay. Um, it is the, the this is the end of the we can't do any more podcasts. It's two hour long. It's no, two it's hours. too long. Two, okay, two two hour long. All right. Long. Well, thank you for coming thank you for on listening the to the podcast. Yeah, thank you oh for my gosh. To the podcast. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you, Harrison, for listening to the podcast so much that you wanted to be on the podcast. Oh, thank, thank you. you it was so fun. <laughs> yeah, and reading, reading it all out loud. Reading, yeah. Ah, or trying to. And porting this wonderful game. Oh my gosh, so many hours of work. That must have been a lot of work. So much decompiling and recompiling, uh, recompiling. and decompiling. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Give me a break. <laughs> Plus my computer almost blew up. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's such, it. That's such it. a okay. fun recording. time. And now we kiss. And... We did a kiss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, write that down, listener. Put that in yeah. the Wikipedia. The fandom <laughs> wiki.
don't put our the. I, I've said this before. Back when it was Wikia, I don't want the Clash of the Titans wiki to be on Wikia or fandom. Mm. What do you want it to be on GeoCities? <laughs> Any anything is better. Like how Angel do you even know about GeoCities, Harrison? So You're like 12 years old. <laughs> I'm well, a, I'm an you, old soul. Uh, you see how he thinks GeoCities <laughs> is a wiki. I I know it's I know it's a platform site. You know, I want someone to to hand code HTML tables of each Ooh. episode of Clash of the Titans. Ooh. And I want I want the little Ooh, dancing what? Grateful Dead rainbow bears at the bottom of the yes. screen and the under construction. I don't think there's even. Oh, a single table of episodes. I guess the that would be the actual website where you get that. But like, does I have Wiki bother to say that the premier interactive fiction podcast exists? I don't know. Does it say? Are there other? Who's been a guest? Are there other interactive fiction podcasts? Yeah. Really. Um, yeah, and there's there's also a tradition of like we're gonna play a, a parser game out loud. I think what Clash of the Titans, uh, besides the best hosts, has is that we get the the authors to present their own games. Mm. Okay, so someone I'll, I'll write. Yeah, need to write uh, as soon as I write a game, I'll come back on the podcast and I'll yeah. present All it right. to you both. Someone has made a and- page for Clash of, Clash of the Titans with no text on it where i'm not seeing or wait if wiki there's just like okay there's one of those red links which i guess means there is not a okay there is no page linked to it but it does someone thinks well of course there will be a yeah Yeah, i'm not gonna make that right now i'm just gonna link to it and someone else get it together i have wiki users if you exist (laughs) if that is your real name (laughs) 